0: Morning, nice to be company. It's Monday morning. It's LBC ninety-seven point three. seven point three. We're Just sorting out the computer. Just, just bear with us one, one second. Just while we uh, fiddle about with the computer and try and get something back in uh, some sort of semblance. Because at the moment, I can't actually sign on. No, I'm doing it for you. Yeah, I can sign on myself. I to hey do yeah, that bit. Okay, okay. Do you, need to, you put your password in there? I put the pa- I know how to do the password, but do yeah, that? don't can stand there watching. It's supposed to be confidential. I know what you're like. Sending me all sorts of. Ooh. Libera Archie, Archie. As if, <laughs> as if. Oh, 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 so glad when the today's over. <laughs> it's only just starting. Already, I want it to finish. Great, well, nice to see you. have L- nice you added your figure as well. God, blimey, have you ever? Crikey, I tell you, making that girl in Wales look a bit slim at the moment. She was managing to get. To- Actually, the funny thing is, she featured as we predicted all over the Sunday papers. Remember Georgia? Somebody wrote to me, they quite clearly didn't follow the story at all and didn't know anything about it. They thought she was 23, whereas in fact she's 19. 65 stone, 63 stone. And of course, what the columnist was saying over the weekend was that her family, her mother, has been selling stories about this girl for months and years. I mean, it's gone on for ages and ages. And so I'd quite like to ask this family, who don't work, incidentally, they're on benefits, to give the money... That you've taken from the newspapers to the services who came round to rescue her and to the doctors and everybody else. Can we have the money back, please? As quick as possible. Don't start faffing around with us or coming up with excuses as to why. It turns out today, you probably know already, but I'll I'll just reinforce it for you, that the reason she binged uh, uh, eating... Uh, is uh, had nothing at all to do with the fact that her, her father died and uh, and other things happened around. Because everybody has that happen. We didn't start binge eating, did we? And uh, it turned out it was a boyfriend who'd finished with her. She she dumped him. That would have been a relationship made in God knows where. I should imagine the Kentucky. And so there she is, this man mountain of a woman who's still in hospital with the complications. And, uh, and the family was selling stories about her. That's what they've done. And it was pointed out to me over the weekend. In fact, we were all, everybody was on my side. Every, we didn't find anybody who didn't, uh, didn't agree, unless they were particularly stupid, in which case we didn't bother with those sort of people. But a lot of people were sort of saying, who's giving her this food? If she, if she can't move, Mama can't move, was the headline of one of the papers. The answer is, her mother's giving her the food. That's, that's who was giving her the food over the weekend, the mother. I'll tell you one thing, I'm delighted. If there was one bit of good news over the weekend, apart from the, the brilliant weather, which was just baking, just absolutely baking, um, I went down to uh, Onga over the weekend. I'll, I'll tell you why a little bit later. I'm not going to tell you now, I'll save it for later. But the good news is that Shell garages, 300 of them, are going to put back in four court staff who are going to wash your windscreen and, uh, and pump your tyres up. Really? Can't wait to. See. How are they going to know what what the pressure is? They're not going to know anything at all. I mean, it's a brilliant idea. Don't get me wrong. I'm all in favour of that. All in favour of that idea of uh, of sort of people saying, "Oh yeah, definitely." i um, uh, you know we're actually going to sort of give the uh, the people something back who spend a small fortune on the petrol because they're not they're not short of money. The petrol stations. Let me tell you, they're absolutely. I mean, loaded. And so when I read, and I think it was in the mail uh, on Sunday that uh, they were going to put four court staff because that's what used to happen. Remember years ago in happy days when you pulled into the filling station and you went over a piece of tubing and it went bing and it's so that they knew there was a car coming in, in case they were blind. And and then you'd pull up and then somebody would come out of the garage I myself when we 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 sort of lived uh, uh, at some <laughs> some point on a building site, don't ask how it is. too complicated to explain this morning. I haven't really got the time or the effort or the energy or I'm not remotely interested uh, as to explain why we did. But I used to help out in the filling station. I loved it. I, cars would pull in and you'd go out there and you'd go, and they'd go, five pounds, please. And you'd turn the little dial at the side and you'd put the thing in and you'd stand there and it was all mist. Oh, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. It really was. So, Shell are now going to recruit staff and they will check your tyres. Which means they're going to shove more money on the petrol, I should imagine. You're not going to get it for free, are you? They're going to check your tyres. I mean, looking at the people who work in Shell garages at the moment, I mean, I shouldn't imagine they've got the faintest idea of even where my air inlet is. Don't just assume you can see it, because on my car, you can't. Sad news over the weekend it was so hot. That wherever you went, where there was a bridge over a river, there were young people jumping off. In fact, the papers were full of nothing else over the weekend of young people jumping into the sea at Brighton. One young man jumped. His name was uh, uh, Hussein Mohammed. And he died because he couldn't swim. He couldn't swim. And we've explained to people before you know, if you jump from bridges, and to be honest with you, I wouldn't do it in a million years. You know, and I can swim. I still wouldn't do it. Who knows what's under the water, under bridges? Shop- just imagine there was a shopping trolley right underneath the bridge. You can't see it. You jump in. Well, you're going to kill yourself instantly. And so uh, he-, he did it to cool down. His girlfriend, I'm assuming it's his girlfriend or perhaps his just very close friend, said that she uh, she battled in vain to save him. She had no idea that he couldn't swim. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. One, the one thing you don't do is jump off... I see it all the time. You see it around Chertsey, around Walton-on-Thames, all sort of places where you get sort of... Let's just call them chavs, shall we? You think it's great to jump off a bridge without knowing what's in the water underneath. And unfortunately, if you do... I mean, just if somebody was stupid enough to say do it off Richmond Bridge, the current is so strong there, you could be swept downstream before you'd even pulled yourself together. It's not like a piece of static, it's not like diving, we've, we've, we've had people, I've lost track of the amount of young people that we've lost because they've, uh, they've jumped into a sandpit or something like that and then they've, uh, they've been pulled under by various things. And you just don't do it, but you can't explain to people. You can't explain to somebody, listen, don't because they're hot. I mean, it was baking over the weekend. There's no doubt about it. I got burnt. Most people get burnt. The trouble is, I I suddenly realised as well, because of the medication I'm on, it makes me burn even quicker. And I only discovered it a few years ago because I was talking to somebody about diabetes over the weekend and they said, did you notice that you can't use sunbeds anymore? I said, do you know, I did. I absolutely did. I absolutely did. And so, consequently... I sort of, um, I remember going on a friend's sunbed. A friend of mine has got a salon and she had a sunbed. She she, said, do you want to, do you want to go on the sunbed? I went, yeah, okay. And I was under there for about two minutes and I started. It was like prickly heat. It was like somebody was sticking pins in me and I had to turn it off and come out. Because it was, it was absolutely terrible. It really was. It was an absolute, just, it was a nightmare. (laughs) So I don't bother anymore. But I didn't buy a sun hat over the weekend and I should have bought one because I got, uh, I got, uh, got burnt to pieces, I'm afraid. We went, uh, went out to the market, went out with, uh, with the kit We actually had a really good day. In fact, we had, we had about like two or three days. We had a very nice meal. We went to a place just outside of Epping, where they do ribs and chicken and everything else. It was quite a bit hot in there, but it was quite nice. Uh, I'd be very chuffed, says Stephanie, if you could say happy birthday, as I was born 39 years ago today. Oh, just a few years younger than myself. Says it on a Monday, too, although the fun of the... F- the fair of the face went a few years ago. So there you go. So, uh, happy birthday for today, Stephanie. Got 39. crushed you're old, aren't you? <gasps> God, what's it like to be near death? 39 years old. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you... i tell you one thing. It will whiz through. 39, you think, ooh, that's great. is Th- great. I promise you, between now and, uh, and 45, it goes like that. It's so fast. It's so so fast. Anyway, so nice weekend was had by all. Went up to we had rugby yesterday. God, tell you, I sat in a traffic jam. I, stupidly, I came back from town. I'd been I'd been in town in the morning. Then I came back, and uh, and then I went out and I did a little bit of shopping. I wanted some coconut water. I got a craving for the coconut water again. So off I toddle to Waitrose, pick up the coconut water, stagger back again, fighting my way through the armies of rugby fans, who are generally very amiable. They're very good. You know, they're sort of generally a very happy lot. And of course, when, when the sun is out, it makes people feel better. And, um, and so I I'm, I'm sort of do that. And then I go home. I put everything in the fridge. And then I think I'll go and get some pies. So I go to the, the farm shop and I get some pies. Because they do smaller pies. I suddenly I realised they don't put in buying a big pie. It's kind of wasteful for me. And so I bought some of the smaller pies. That was quite nice. Then came home. Then I thought, I need another hanging basket. So I went out to Squire's because I'd seen one. As I was walking around the garden centre, you know, they do lots of them. They really go, ooh, two for £25 or whatever it is. And, and I see this one basket and it's like it's like finding your Christmas tree in, in the forest. You know that it's your Christmas tree because all of a sudden the light descends on top of it and it goes, ta-da, that's your Christmas tree. And the same for me walking around the garden. Plants have to talk to me, I'm afraid. I know it sounds very stupid and very, um, and very fay, but I promise you, plants talk to you. I can look at acres and acres of plants... And, they'll, you know, all the same, but there'll be one... It's like buying a teddy bear. You go out to buy a teddy bear, and they all look the same, and they're all exactly... But there'll be one that looks different. And that'll be the one that you buy, because it's it's your teddy. Even though there's three and a half thousand or million of them that look exactly the same. It doesn't to do you, does it? Same for me for plants. So I see this, this plant. I buy this, this lovely plant. It's a variegated leaf geranium and it's lovely. And I had a pot for it. So I put them in. All the neighbours doing barbecues. They're like crackers for barbecues, the neighbours, which is great. They'll say, do you want some chicken? i like, no, 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 I've already eaten, thank you. I've just had a pie from the farm shop. And uh, so I plug this out, but I see this hanging basket. And I look at it and it's all, it's pinks in it. And it's really nice. And I look at it and I think, I'm going to buy that. Now, v- normally... Not that i mean in any way. I normally look at the price. I didn't look at the price on this because I... Assu- How much can it be, I thought? How much can this basket be? And so I'm standing there, so I, I go, go and do my little queue thing. And so I get there and I plonk it on the counter. And I can't see a, a barcoded thing on it. So I turn it around and there was the pr- £38. Well, I nearly passed out. I nearly passed at £38 for this thing. And I looked at it, and I nearly, nearly thought, I'll take it back. And I worried about it all the way home. I had it on the back seat of the car, and I'm sitting there with all the rugby people. They must have thought I was mad. But I put an hanging basket sitting on the back seat of the car, on a bit of polythene. On a bit of polythene. And so I'm, I'm sitting there. And all I kept thinking about was, that's the most expensive hanging basket I've ever bought in my life. That is the most expensive. And the more I thought about it, the more depressed I became. So by the time I got back home again, I sort of talked myself into a dreadful state where I wasn't really sure whether I was totally depressed or whether I should take it back. I thought, no, no, I'll I'll keep it. Perhaps it'll grow into some monster. You know, you live in hope, don't you, that this basket is going to sort of start off like this size and then go to that size. So far, it's done nothing. But I have to, you have to water everything. I lost a basket the other day. Admittedly, the flowers were slightly delicate. But I lost it because the, the heat just... You know, you've, you've got to water twice a day. So I'm out there. I did eight watering cans. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ten watering cans on Saturday morning before I went out. But it was lovely. But on Friday... Friday? Now, I didn't tell you about Friday, did I? Friday, uh, we went for tea. My friend Lou and I, we went to the Dorchester for afternoon tea. And it was... It was... F- it was. Fun. It was not. Nice. It's not cheap. Don't get me wrong. You know, it's something we do. We're actually going to do it. I think once every few months, <laughs> I'll pay one time. She'll pay the next time. Because I don't. If you go out with a lady, you don't like to see them pay. I don't like to see that kind of thing. I'm a bit, bit funny. So anyway, so we sort. Of, we have afternoon tea there, and it's, it's wonderful. They do, they do three different sorts of teas. One is a uh, champagne tea. Well, they all, they all come with champagne. Anyway, the one we had started with a glass of. Um, Laurent Perrier Rosé Champagne, and they didn't, they didn't stint on, on, the, on the glass, it was a big glassful, so we had that, and uh, what do we have after that? Oh, then, what do we have first? I can't remember what we had first. I suppose it must have been the... Oh, that's right, then you actually pick the tea that you're having, you know, what sort of... Because they have about 30 different varieties of tea, they have the Dorchester's own tea, they have a blend of this. So I decided to try, for the first time ever, um, superior Earl Grey with lemon. It was blooming lovely. So, by the time we had the champagne, we had that. Then they bring round the finger sandwiches. But they don't leave you with, with a tray of them. They, they sort of put them on your plate, and you can pick. We had chicken and egg mayonnaise. But the bread was the best ever. And you just keep... The, they're, they're, they'll just keep coming with the sandwiches. As long as you want to eat the sandwiches, they keep bringing them round. So we had all these sandwiches. Then they bring you a little tiny It was like a little like a little sort of jelly, an elderflower jelly thing like a little mousse with a jelly on it which was delicious absolutely delicious then we had more tea and and then they bring around hot scones which i had were the only disappointing thing they were very small but again you can have you know as many as you want they just keep bringing them around for you and they came with a strawberry preserve and a rhubarb preserve and clotted cream well being diabetic you see i was i was being reasonably good and so i had a bit of the rhubarb well it sent me through the ceiling and of course, I tend to forget. Well, I don't forget. I just I do it knowing I'm going to suffer with it. But sort of rhubarb is absolutely full of sugar. But I mean, all in all, it, and then cakes afterwards, it was delicious. LBC ninety-seven point three. Right. Morning. It's uh, nineteen minutes past four. This fire's still going on down in Greenwich. There's about sixty firefighters. They tell us at the moment. If you're down there and or you're near it, give us a buzz. Just let us know exactly. It's a warehouse, I think. And that, that's about as much as I know at the moment. We'll try and have some updates for you a little bit later on. But there's nobody in there, as there wouldn't be in a warehouse at 20 past four in the morning, for goodness sake. You know, unless it was one of those active warehouses. So uh, give us a buzz, 0845 6060 or steve at lbc.co.uk or 84850. OK, any of those things will uh, will bring us up to date. Mark's currently in Los Angeles. Nearing the end of a 16-hour drive from Denver, Colorado, back to L.A., Mum and Dad, John and Cheryl, visiting from Surrey, and we're returning after visiting my fiancée, Dana's parents. Dana, I think that's how you pronounce it, in Colorado. We're listening in the iPhone. We were thinking about stopping by Venice Beach to see if we can see Peter Andre and Mark Wright poncing about. We could all do with a bit of a laugh. I know, what was so funny... And just, just to prove what an absolute fraud Mark Wright is, there he is trying to drum up interest in this cheap, low rent ITV2 show where he's over in Venice Beach. The idea being that it's Mark Wright, you know, playing the high life. Well, of course, he never played the high life. He was a cheap Essex bloke who went to a cheap NAF nightclub. Oh, you didn't. I, I happened to turn on The Only Ways Essex the other day. Sorry to mention it so early in the proceedings. And where Kirk Norcross, a worry in his own lifetime, has opened up a room at the back. And invites all these numpties in. So you had Mario Falcone, who wouldn't know a, a malt whiskey if you know if you sort of gave it to the dog and then gave it to him afterwards. I mean, he was. They, this is a room for the for the boys and all the rest of it. We will have the girls serving us. Goes Kirk, who's the biggest naffo of all time. I tell you, wouldn't the only sort of people who'd ever go to a place like that would be people like Mario Falcone and Mark Wright. It certainly wouldn't be for the for the rest of you who got sort of an ounce of of normality in you. So anyway, so they're running all these trails of Mark Wright and his. I'm sorry to say it, his ugly friends. They're all ugly. Every single one of them, ugly. And the worst thing is, they've all had their teeth whitened. So, ugly, but with white teeth. Which is a bit like The Only Way is Essex. It's a bit gay. It's a bit gay for men to turn out with white teeth. Joey Essex, who's got more, more blemishes on his, on his face than I've ever seen. You could join up the dots and make a more interesting picture. Ridiculous, and so he was on there. And you've got because uh, he 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 was going out with Sam for ears, and you suddenly realise that Sam for ears' sister is actually infinitely nicer and more pleasant and speaks properly, whereas Sam for ears sounds like a fishwife, looks like a fishwife, and anyway, she apparently like saw Joey like coming out of club light, like, and and like it was old Nance with his other bird. And, like, it's it's not on, Joey, it's not on. So she sits there, and we know it's done for, I know it's done for television, but they, they do look like complete dorks. And so Joey pulls up in his little girly car, he's got a little smart car, hardly butchers it, let's face it, but there again, so he, he pulls up in his little smart car, goes inside this naff house where, sort Sam for ears and her sister are sitting on the settee discussing him with a with film crew. Because they're making a programme. And, uh, and then the sister decides to, to depart, which is a shame, really, because the sister was the most intelligent one. Sam is as dreary as a box, I'm afraid. Very, very dull. And so she sort of sits there. She goes, well, it's like, like not on, Joey. Not on. And So he goes, well, do you think, do you think we should finish, then? Well, I don't know. And he goes, all right. So he made up his mind for her <laughs> and finished with her. It was wonderful. Wonderful stuff. So she's sat there looking like the last, the last turkey in the shop at Christmas, and uh, and he, he goes and gets into his little girly car, and off he pootles, a bit like Noddy, just needs big ears next to him. But then he's, he's, got, some, he's got a friend. Oh, my God, what's going on with this poor bloke's face? I mean, this bloke has got a skin complaint. Like, you should really get it sorted out. Because the trouble, I mean, I don't know if they're wearing makeup. It's a bit difficult to tell some of the time, isn't it, on these programmes. I don't know whether or not they do wear makeup for it or whether they just look like that. The girls don't need to because they've troweled it on. But they have, they- so Mark Wright, Ru- sorry, I'm going back to Mark Wright. So Mark Wright, they then have this advert running and these are his best friends. Which, of course, is a lie because his best friend is Arge. Arge, who doesn't appear to have any friends at all in the whole wide world apart from Lydia Dim. And God knows you don't want her and her barking mad mother, do you? Turning up on the doorstep. Whoa, they're a scary pair. They really are. And so, Mark Wright is saying, and this is my best friend. This and the, and then and the, all these sort of peculiar looking boys, who could be aged between I don't know, fourteen and ninety, open their mouths to reveal piano keys. They've had pianos put in their mouths, and they've got these sort of these sort of white kit. And he said, "This is my best friend." I thought, "No, no, no. Arge is your best friend." And Jack Tweed, why are you lying to us? Are these new best friends for the purpose of the pro? Anyway, they're not doing anything. They don't do anything. Any of these people, he said. But we're actually going to go out there and hit hit the town. These people don't look like they could hit Tesco's. I mean, they really are that naff. And <laughs> uh, the program is so low rent, so far from you know the high life. They're doing it on a budget, and they're doing it on a budget of about threepence. Because I can tell. I know what I know what program budgets look like. I know exactly how it how it works out. Can we get the texts? We get the text up on this, or the text don't work on this. Thank you, and um, and so consequently, you've got all these adverts running at the moment to try and drum up interest in some poor bloke whose personality is about akin to a caterpillar, and and there's nothing else going on, and all the time we're being told this is his best friend, this is this, this is, this. and it's not. It's absolutely not. It's just absolutely ridiculous. But we all sit there, and I'm, 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 enjoying, I'm enjoying laughing at it, in the same way as I was enjoying laughing at Cheryl Cole on The Voice. I had to laugh at Cheryl Cole on The Voice because she launches herself from the top, and Holly Willoughby, who's obviously very impressed by this kind of thing, goes, oh, you're just like the bravest woman in show business. And then you mimed. And she mimed badly. And the reason she mimed badly is because she can't sing. You know she can't sing. I know she can't sing. You can go to YouTube now, and you can type in Cheryl Cole, and I think she was at a radio station's big weekend. She sings as flat as a dodo. You know, I mean, seriously, she is possibly one of the worst singers I've ever heard. I mean, really, absolutely awful. I mean, absolutely awful. So, uh so that's, that's, that was the kind of thing. And then they were going, oh, right, she, uh, she, she probably, uh would, would not be miming. And she was probably singing live. No, she was miming, believe you me, she was miming. The dancing was very late. She could never do a concert. She was puffed out after one song. You know, and to be honest with you, it was, it was taking the mickey out of you. It was sticking two fingers up to you. Why? Because the programme is called The Voice. Everybody's singing live on it, except the girl who is supposed to be the saving grace of the pro And frankly, it's fallen off the end of the ratings now. It's we've all given up with it, and uh, and she killed it stone dead. Which is why on Saturday I was I had to I had to save this little bit of paper. Is it this bit of paper? I saved so so many bits of paper over the weekend. Some of which were absolutely hilarious. Oh, this one here. I had to save this bit because I could I couldn't I couldn't believe it myself. Cheryl Cole will sing for the Queen at the Diamond Jubilee concert next month. This this was in the... It must have been a sun, I think. In a surprise move. blooming is, isn't it, to all of us. The 28-year-old will perform live in front of a global audience for the first time in more than 12 months. Because the thing she did on The Voice was pre-recorded before the show. So, so that they, they could tidy it up, and then they could sort of try and pretend that she was really good. But they were, it was done before the show was done. Because she can't sing. Okay, she can't sing. Anyway, Cheryl has not been named among the official acts of the show on June the 4th, but the Mirror, oh, it's the Mirror, understands that she's agreed to appear and may even perform a duet with Gary Barlow. Oh, God help you, Gary, you poor soul. Singing with a tone deaf chav. Oh, my God. A show inside us. Wait, wait for this. This was the bit that clinched it. This was a bit the clinched for me. A show insider said there are already huge names appearing on the bill, but Cheryl is the cherry on top. She's one of the biggest stars in Britain. <laughs> I mean, well, it was all I could do to stop myself wetting myself on that one. She doesn't do many live appearances because she can't sing. But when Gary asked her, she couldn't turn him or the Queen down. The Queen doesn't know who you are, love. You're a chav from a council estate in Newcastle, OK? You can't sing. You're not a big star. You, I have to tell you that, honest, God's honest truth, you're flat as a pancake, love. Flat as a pancake. A source close to Cheryl said, her agent, who's desperate to get any work for her, she's excited and loves working with the royals. She She loves working with the royals? What does that mean? My God, they're thick in the Cheryl camp. She can't wait to perform. No one is supposed to know she's on the bill. So exactly uh, what she's doing is top secret. I'm assuming she's handing out programmes and selling ice creams because she, she can't. Blimey, well, be singing because she can't sing. Doing a duet with Gary Barlow. Is this Will? I am another one of those peculiar people on The Voice. You know, so funny. As I say, the more I kept thinking about The Voice, the more I kept watching it. I'm thinking it's called The Voice, and you're the living proof that you can't sing. Ridiculous eight four eight five zero steve lbc dot co dot uk. What did you think of Engelbert's flop on Saturday night? Gutted, gutted, gutted. I'm afraid I've given up now with Eurovision. I've given. up. I did pick the winner, but then the winner was picked some time ago. Uh, I thought we would have done better than that. It was a good song. He was a bit off key on some of it. It was, but he, he hit his notes. A little bit of a little bit of vibrato, but it was it was still good. We we rushed back from uh, from dinner. And we sort of recorded it, so all the family sat down and we all sort of watched it. We were all going, it was okay. And then we watched some of the other people on it, the, and then we watched it. And when I got home, I watched a bit of the voting. Oh, it's so rigged. Isn't it so rigged? And we'd like to all our friends in Azerbaijan. What? This is Turkey here. We love you, Azerbaijan. Of course you do. You're worried they're going to come and bomb you. That's why. We get all these. It was just so political. It was just so political. And thank God Jedward got nowhere. Thank God. Although, as Graham Norton said on the commentary, oh, look, there, there, there's, there's Jedward in the background, looning around, because that's what they do, because their mental age is about five. And so they had no idea they were at Eurovision. They just thought they, they dressed up and sort of behaved like two little... We were having a long, long discussion about them, actually, around dinner. And we think that, that they, they should actually do a programme on Jedward, because they're quite clearly very odd. You know, I don't know many twins of that age who have baths together. You know, you have brothers and sisters and you don't do that. There's a name for it. You know, it's called Saving Water, I think. But uh, but they do it and it's it, they're just slightly peculiar. But apparently they, they threaten to come back next year. God help us. It's LBC 97.3. It's 4.30. LBC 97.3. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. Rain this afternoon. Oh, thank God for that. Oh, bliss. Bliss. it will fill up the water butts everywhere, which is good. Uh, Kate in Harrow says, My neighbours and I went to afternoon tea at the Hilton on Park Lane. The bread was so fresh and the contents of the sandwich is delicious. When the tiered cake plate came, it looked like it was a round wooden board with fancy cakes, and the wooden board was made of chocolate. We were given a selection of teas which were lovely. We booked it at the Barclay in August. Well, the, all the hotels do it in London. They all do it. And, and, and it's wonderful. It's, you don't do it very often... You don't do it very often, but, you know, but when you do do it, it's a nice... We were there for about three hours. <laughs> Long time for tea, wasn't it? And then I sort of... Um, I drove Lou back to her, her car and then sort of sat in the, in the traffic trying to get out of London again. And you suddenly realise, even at seven o'clock at night, half past seven, the traffic is terrible. It really is. It's awful. But it was lovely. It was really, really nice. Uh, the fire. This fire is on Morden Wharf Road Junction near to North Greenwich Station. OK. So if anybody else is down there, can you get any pictures to us? We've got any pictures you can send in. 84850 stevedlbc.co.uk. dot uk or uh or failing that, it's 845 6060 973. Somebody says I'd buy an ice cream from Cheryl Cole. Well, it would help if you could spell her name properly, wouldn't it? <laughs> Which doesn't really help very much. Uh lots lots of people talking about the uh about Eurovision and how awful it was. I mean, it it was terrible. I mean, I just felt sorry for Engelbert. I laughed at Jedward though because I'm I'm like that. I'm afraid I'm like that. Couldn't really help it. And uh, liked all the programs about the Queen on over the weekend. Very very pleased about that. And um, the Daily Mirror. Actually, a lot of the papers were covering BAFTA and uh, what they were doing. They they were as they do all the time. They they never concentrate on the actual award. Ceremony. What 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 they concentrate on is what what everybody was wearing. All the women. Who cares? I mean, for example, Lydia Bright. They say she looks like she could fall out of this dress. Nice frock, but the top gapes and the colour washes out even under her fake tan. She looked ridiculous. She looked. Abs- what were you doing there, Lydia dear? What wh- what were you doing? It's nothing to do with you. This is the BAFTA Awards. There's nothing to do with you. Stay at home. Look after because you're a businesswoman. Fern Cotton. I don't know what that look was, dear. I really don't know. Olivia Coleman. I've got no idea who you are. Apparently she's in something called Peep Show. And uh, and Louise Radna- Redknapp, I mean, just... But why did you bother? Why, what on earth were you wearing? I mean, the dress isn't the most flattering. The drop waist is the wrong for your shape. Did you look in the mirror when you went out? Or are you just horribly misshapen? Joanne Froget, the Downton Abbey star. That was okay. It was an emerald satin dress. Christiana Ryanov. Rina- what were you doing there, love? It's not for you. It's BAFTA, OK? Not for naff ice dancers. Go on, Amy Chu What were you doing there, Amy? And I'm sorry, that, that sort of hair piled on the, uh, on the head look. Not good for you, dear. Not good for you. Holly Willoughby. Always looks like she's about ready to climb into bed. I don't know why every, every single dress she's got emphasises her enormous bosom. And so she's, uh, she was wearing a vintage dress, which is all the more worrying when you think that she was standing next to Fern Cotton, who looked like a bin bag on legs. I mean, she just didn't look right at all. Sheridan Smith, bit of a drab outfit. Michelle Keegan, how you ever got all these, this newspaper coverage about the most gorgeous woman in the entire world, I've got no idea. I mean, you seriously look... I mean, you've made no effort. You look about as naff as Amy Childs. Kelly Brook... As as I think Christo said, what were you doing there, dear? What were, you, what were you doing, Kelly? It's not for you, love. OK, you haven't had work for the past, God knows, haven't you? You just do photo opportunities. Uh, Amelia Fox, Kate Ford, it's OK. Natalie Gourmady, she's the Coronation Street... I'm sorry, I don't know who she is. Davina McCall, quite nice. Miranda Hart, not really a lot Paul Miranda can wear. Catherine Kelly and uh, Alex Jones. I mean... It's BAFTA, dear. It's not for you, okay? Not for you. Uh, Somebody says, I don't have to spell a name to buy an ice cream. Idiot. What a buffoon you are. Uh, Cheryl Cole, with a C, says she wants to start a family. I would have loads of kids. It'd be helpful if you could find a man, wouldn't it? I suppose unless you can manage it by yourself, which you probably can. And uh, how lovely the hen party to end all hen parties. Rochelle Wiseman and Una Healy is big night out. It was ghastly. Rochelle, you know R- Rochelle is the one. Tall like that, you know, bit, bit, a bit, you know, like that. What? Anyway, Mylene Klass gave them all a gift of her naff nails. Have you seen these adverts on the television for the stick-on nails from Mylene Klass? They, 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 they flog them for 20 quid, so if she was giving them away, she must get them for free. So she's giving away free samples. You get 120 stick-on things. And, and it's because... But then you throw them away. You take them off and you throw them away. OK, so what's the point of them? It's Mylene Klass... I can't wait to see Mylene Class next time around. But anyway, Rochelle was out there. What? we because she's quite nice, and, uh why did I, why did I save this one here? Oh, this, uh, Britain's fattest Teenager, ballooned to 63 stone after a heartbreaking love split early this year, no, she didn't, she was fat at 15, and then she went to the boot camp, and then she came back, she went, oh, it's lovely, and then they suddenly realised she might have to get off a fat bottom and work, and they went, oh, you better start eating again, love, we need to make some money in this family, so they sell the story, they put her on the television, now she's so fat, she can't go on television, but they're still selling stories about her. As somebody said the other day, this child should be taken away from her mother. I know it sounds a bit harsh, but the mother is the the idiot in this relationship. She's feeding her her daughter, who can't get out of bed, and making her fat. 63 stone. She's going to be dead. She's been told, the front pages of the papers, whether or not that's true or not, you know, unless you lose 50 stone, you're going to die. I mean, how much more plain can we make it? We had a rant about it on Sunday morning, and I haven't changed my opinion at all. Yes, Petro Trelawney was arrested in Zimbabwe. I heard that on the news. He's currently in prison. I'm not sure he'll like it very much indeed. Have you heard Petrock speak? He's terribly, terribly posh. He used to wear corduroy trousers at LBC. <laughs> and, uh, he was... He, he, I forget where Petrock came from. He actually came to LBC from from somewhere. And, and they tried it. The trouble is, he was so posh. He sounded so posh that it didn't, um, it, it it didn't didn't quite sort of work really for LBC, so he kept sort of shunting the poor soul around, and then he went from here to a, a station, I think Viking Radio in Hull, where he must have really sounded out of place. But he was appearing in Zimbabwe, but he didn't have a work permit, so they arrested him. So he's he's languishing in prison at the moment. Presumably the Foreign Office will be sorting it out. Uh, one here says far in a warehouse. And uh, not too sure about that. Right next to the Blackwall Tunnel northbound entrance, think they're going to close it. The tunnel. It's a large warehouse on fire. Lots of smoke, says uh, Eddie. Thank you. That. Uh, I've heard they're very traditional on the only way is Essex when it comes to makeup. They keep it authentic Essex style and use concrete. Well, actually, we were sitting having afternoon tea in Epping High Street hmm. on Saturday afternoon with the kids, and we're all sitting there. And my my oldest goddaughter is six now, and we didn't see anybody who looked like anything from the only ways Essex, and we're right in the heart of Essex. Nobody, but nobody in Epping High Street looks at all there's a few few chavs wandering from Walthamstone, Leytonstone, but you can spot them a mile off, you know, because they just look real chavvy. But there was nobody who looked like any of the girls from the only ways Essex, presumably because they're all stuck in Brentwood, poor souls, and uh, and Brentwood is obviously chav capital. Because they like to think they're all terribly posh, but they're not, really. They're not. But the, but the funniest thing was Arge. I've got to go back to it, because it, it just struck me as being so... Ch- Arge, who's got no friends at all. A, he's got nobody. He's, he's, I mean, he's really got no friends. So he's sitting all alone, nursing a drink, and this, and this friend of his comes in, and Arge starts bullying him. You know, he says, listen, I hear you, you've been texting my ex. And he said, Yeah. He's texting Lydia, who's like, ooh, grateful to find anybody, I should imagine. You wait till they meet the mother. My God, they'll be out there so fast. And so, so there's this, this bloke sitting opposite Arge. And, and Arge is saying, why are you texting my ex? And, and the bloke is sort of trying to say, well, listen, you know, we've been texting backwards and forwards for ages. What's it got to do with you? Mind your own business, fat boy. And so consequently, he's sitting there and Arge is laying into him and Arge, in the, uh, in the end, Arge loses and gets up and walks out. And I felt like saying, It's your ex. And he says to me, he said, you knew she's, he said, you know that she's my ex. And I felt like saying to him, I'm sorry, what is it about the word ex you're not quite understanding? You're not going out with her. What's he going to do with you, fat boy? Not interested. She's naff. You're naff. But it was when he sort of walked out that I quite liked, actually. Uh, Stuart says, I've got pictures. I can't open these uh, pictures up on here. I don't, do do pictures come up on that? On the SMS? I don't think they do, actually. Not on the, uh, not on the texts. Not on air, you need to, to send them in. Email, steve at If you can manage that, which would be great from your phone. Uh, Matthew says, I hope it will rain today. It will. That is the rain forecast for today. It's going to be isolated, heavy and thundery showers developing in the late afternoon. Dry and sunny this morning, very warm. And then this afternoon, poof, heaven's open. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Er, uh, somebody else in the, uh, the paper today, actually, they, they, they were talking about, do you remember that advert, I'm a secret lemonade drinker? Oh, what? They've recreated it again, but with the original, too. The secret lemonade drinker ad was made in 1973 and ran for ten years. Musician Elvis Costello's dad, Ross McManus, wrote and sang the original jingle, but the new song is, I'm a secret lemonade liquor, Uh, Actor Julian Chagrin was found in Israel, but Harriet Phillips was only located in Ireland after her son spotted a newspaper uh, appeal. Julian, 72, says it's amazing. So they've recreated it. I've seen a number of people doing that advert, though. I thought there were a few people who'd actually done it. I could be wrong, but I thought there was somebody else as well. Uh, Holly Willoughby, as I say, on the front of a few of the papers today. She's very pretty, you know, but she does look like she's about to climb into bed. And then, and, and she's a bit, you know, she's tried everything on The Voice to try and get an audience, you know. She's tried sort of, you know, being the girl next door, being all bubbly, but unfortunately the audience are turning off in droves, and uh, it's, it's just not working. And, and, and to be honest with you, I think it, it's, it's not working because it's such a bad programme. You know, not helped, I'm afraid. Not helped by, um, by Cheryl Cole the other day, if anything. I mean, I've got more people turning off. Uh, there's a girl here, she just gets photographed with all celebrities. She's quite clearly got no life whatsoever. Sarah M. spends her t- spare time patrolling her Los Angeles hometown in search of Hollywood's finest, and for some reason, she ended up with Jedwood. What were they were doing in Los? What were they doing in Los Angeles? Trying to get a job, working on parking cars or something. But she's got everybody from Ashton Kutcher to Kim Kardashian, Miley Cyrus, Justin Bieber, Lady Kravitz, uh, Katy Perry, Jessie J, Russell Brand, Lindsay Lohan. It's just a- just her with the stars. That's all it is, really. Not really that exciting. But it, uh, but it fills up a little, uh, little bit of stuff in the papers. I see that uh, Paul Gascoigne claims he's not touched alcohol in 12 months, but he's now taken up Botox. He's now having Botox. Oh, and the good news, the good news. Um, Laura Johnson has been sent to prison. Do you remember Laura Johnson? Come on, you must remember Laura Johnson. Laura Johnson was that thicko who went out rioting, driving people around. She was driving the looters around. they sent her to prison for two years. Whoopee! Fantastic. She's the so-called millionaire's daughter, the tycoon's daughter. Shame they didn't bring her up properly. She obviously thought she was being really big and really clever, and then she blamed it on all sorts of things, but luckily they... Sorry? Uh, Yeah, she thought she was being cool. What she was doing, she, she was driving these people around, and, um... She claims she'd been forced to drive at knife point. Unfortunately, she's a liar. And so she's gone to prison for two years. Whoopee! I couldn't have been happier, actually. Because when this idiotic buffoon turned up in court with her parents there... Because, you know, you've got to turn up with your parents because you're an embarrassment. And she was an embarrassment. I felt exactly the same sort of hatred against her as um, as that uh, rock star's son from Cambridge who swung on the cenotaph. I felt as, as disgusted... By her, as I did with him as well. The judge says you were excited by what was perceived as the thrill of uh, Okabuto's world. This is one of the uh, people in the car that she was seen for. I mean, she's quite a bit stupid. But uh, two years, give it, she won't do two years, which is a shame, isn't it? You know, she'll do But anyway, perhaps she'll come out and try and be a better person and not start hanging around with silly little girls' blouses who think it's good. I was so pleased that when that came through, I, saw, I let out a silent whoop to myself. I went, whoop, like that. A bit like a whoop. Uh, it's like, you know, when I opened up the Sunday papers and I was I was right again when I, I actually predicted that the fat girl would be in all the papers. And she was. They've sold the stories again. But as all the, uh, all the columnists are telling me, that's what the family do. They sell stories about the fat daughter. Whereas, in fact, really what she needs is to get away from that family as fast as possible and lose weight. But she's got to want to do it. You know, if she wants to eat herself, to, I couldn't care less. If she wants to eat herself to death. That's her business. She's not in my family. Not in your family. Nobody's family. It's up to her and her mum to sort it out. But take her away from the mother. Take her away from the food. Get her working. She's 19. She didn't work. She does not work, and I think that's disgraceful in this day and age. Absolutely disgraceful. Uh, Quarter to five. This is LBC 97. Eve Allen. I keep forgetting they're going to bring back um, Big Brother... I don't know why they're bothering, actually. It didn't do anything at all in the ratings last time round. It was absolutely a disaster. Uh, more more pictures in the uh, the papers. Top TV stars fail to show up because, let's face it, if you go to the BAFTAs and people, the like of Kelly Brook turns up and Amy Child, why bother going? It's turned into a joke, I'm afraid. It used to have some sort of class, the BAFTA Awards, but now it's it's a bit low rent. I mean, Amy Childs, what were you thinking, dear? I mean, you can't be that delusional. And, and Kelly Brook, lovely, dear, but what are you doing there? What's it got to do with you? Michelle Keegan. I don't know what they've said about you, love, but I'll tell you, the dress was dreadful. And, um, somebody called Lucy Jo Hudson. And, uh, what did I cut out? I've the... cut so many bits out for my uh, for my extra programme today. And, uh, and I, I will be doing them later on. Still trying to get over the fact that uh, Cheryl is the cherry on top. She's one of the biggest stars in Britain. Unfortunately, the night she appeared on The Voice which was pre-recorded before the show, so they could sort of cut it down and make her look a little bit better, uh, the, the ratings took an even bigger nosedive. So she's killed that one stone dead as well, which is, uh, which is a shame. Never mind, I'm sure Cheryl will be absolutely marvellous. Um, some of the other stories that we... Ca- I'll come around to some of the... Uh, the I'll, I'll run through the, uh, the BAFTA uh, nominations and the winners a little bit later on for you. Uh, some of the other stories. There's one here, it's uh, a London Emporium launches cooking salt made from human tears. Oh, sick as that. That is really sick, I'm afraid. And, uh, and Tupperware parties. Do you remember Tupperware parties? Anybody know about Tupperware parties? Apparently, these uh, direct-selling parties replace going out now. You know, you've had people on the... T- you've probably seen them on the television. Botox parties... And things like that. And then you've you've got other... But but Tupperware parties are quite normal. Now they have sex parties for sort of people, where people go there and shape candles and uh, and underwear and stuff like that. Not the kind of thing for you and I, ladies and gentlemen, at all. But uh, home party sales have surged by 120% recently. £400 million. And apparently it's because people want a cheaper alternative for going out... I don't know why. Actually, every time I go out, everywhere's packed solid. Well, come round here; it's absolutely heaving most of the time. Last year, twenty-six percent increase of men signing up to direct selling. I didn't even know there was such a thing as the Direct Sales Association. And the the director says, whereas people might have gone out for dinner or drinks before the recession, direct selling parties are a cheaper night out. And so Jamie Oliver's popular cookware range is now sold at home parties. And so what happens is women gather at a friend's house over drinks and nibbles, watch a video of Jamie in action, and then are asked to buy anything from a ceramic rice steamer to an olive oil drizzler. I didn't even know that happened, really. I really didn't. Other new brands, Pampered Chef, US jewellery brand, Silpada, Best in Glass, Barefoot Books and Forever Living were pro- I've never even heard of those companies at all. But if, if, if people like buying that chavy jewellery that's on the television from, from the Bid channel, I mean, you've never seen such a bunch of old tat in your entire life. I sit there sometimes and I'm fascinated by it. I'm, I'm completely fascinated. I do sit there and I sometimes think, who's buying this rubbish? And I look at the presenters and think, it's probably people like you, I should imagine. Drove past the fire at Greenwich, says Nigel, about half an hour ago, smoke billowing from it. It's also next to the Blackwall Tunnel. The smoke is now drifting across South London. I'm in Walworth, and the smoke is like a chemical smell, if you know what I mean. So if anybody's down there, we think it's tyres or something like that. That's why it would be a bit acrid, and that's why the six, there were 60 firefighters down there. So uh, if it's, if it's thick smoke, then the chances are it's probably something like rubber which is burning, which could be, you know, a tyre distribution place, somewhere where they actually take, so avoid the area if you possibly can, okay, if you're just waking up, this is the fire down at Greenwich. Next to the Blackwall Tunnel, nobody's in the uh, building. It's quite, it's quite safe, but the firefighters are on the scene. If, if you know anything else, let us know. 0845 6060 973, steve at lbc.co.uk or 84850. Love to hear from you this morning on that one, just to put people's uh, mind at ease. The uh, The other good news... 83 yesterday, 83 degrees Fahrenheit, but uh, thankfully it's going to rain today. Later on this afternoon, whee, it's going to rain, which is uh, absolutely wonderful. And and the Queen, they say, is such a great granny. Her own children love her. All, All the Queen, well, of course she would. Granny's, like, really loaded. Granny's, like, got 44 billion pounds. That's what Granny's got. That's what makes her popular. I mean, she really is... You know, everybody's favourite granny. I think she keeps... I love it when she smiles. She's got a great smile. Best smile I've ever seen. Princess Margaret never looked like she was smiling. But when you see the Queen, she appears to have a... She always does a guffaw. You know, she sort of throws her head back. And I I love that, actually. I really love it. So she's everybody's favourite granny. Shows no sign of slowing down at all at the age of whatever it is, 86. Mind you, as she turns, guess who's 44 today? Kylie Minogue. Doesn't look 44, does she? But I'm not really sure what you're supposed to look like at 44. We have lots of these uh, discussions on LBC in the office of what you're supposed to look like at a certain age. And at 44, I don't know what you're supposed to look like. Kylie looks great. She looks wonderful. Uh, the Love Split Agony of the 63 Stone Teenager. I tell you what would be much better for you, uh, Georgia. Stop appearing in the newspapers, OK? Get your life under control. Lose all the weight, because that's quite clearly what you're going to be doing. Because, you know, what will happen now? I'll I'll make this this prediction for you. She will lose the weight, and then they'll sell the story of her losing the weight, OK? She won't work. And that's what she needs to do. She needs to get up out of bed and work. You know, all these plaintive calls, Mum, I can't walk, I can't walk. Well, then that's good. Her mother's quite clearly taking her food in bed. And quite clearly the woman's an idiot. You know, you've got to stop feeding her like that. You've absolutely got to stop feeding her like that. It's just ridiculous. She'll just sit there getting fatter and fatter and fatter. And it's just, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, other stories of the papers today. It's all about the Queen, actually, which I quite like. And somebody else has fallen off a balcony whilst on holiday. This is another person. This, I mean, this is an occupational hazard. This is a holidaymaker. She fell 80 foot from a hotel balcony. Chantelle from Middlesbrough was left fighting for her life after plunging from the sixth floor of a hotel in Mallorca. She'd been on holiday with her mother, Kimberly, and sister, Jessica. Yesterday. Uh, she was being comforted by her mother following reports that she fell after a family row. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, we we have had... Uh, the, what, what they're saying now is we don't believe she threw herself off intentionally. She sort of, But we're getting lots of this, aren't we? Absolutely lots. And, um... I mean, it's just... It's unbelievable, isn't it, the amount of people that fall off balconies. We have had people before who, of course, have tried to jump from balcony to balcony. And that's just absolutely ridiculous. And they generally do it when they've had a few drinks uh, or they're coming back. But, you know, you have a family. So you go on holiday with your mum and your sister and, uh, and you have a row. And then you fall off a balcony. It sounds slightly odd, doesn't it? But there you go. So uh, somebody else that we'll have to keep a, an eye on as well. Uh, and there's a picture of a lady in the paper today. You, won't, you might not know who she is. I knew who she is straight away because I interviewed her, because she featured on LBC quite a lot. Her name is Cynthia Payne. Cynthia Payne was notorious. She ran a brothel. Cynthia Payne ran a brothel. They made a film about it. And uh, she didn't show how much of it was true. I'm not entirely sure. She's 79 now. And uh, she claimed that people paid with luncheon vouchers. So that's how. So people. So 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 to get round the law, they didn't pay cash; they paid in luncheon vouchers. I was never too sure if it was true or if it was just, you know, a good story. That that was that was the difficult thing. I've just realised why Amy Charles was at the BAFTAs. She was giving an award away with that peculiar gay cousin of hers, Harry Durbridge. Still not working, Harry. You really must try and find something to do. And uh, but it was nice. They they were all there. A lot of people sweating badly. And um, and I think Coronation Street got. For, for best soap which is about time actually they are it is particularly good as soaps go some of the storylines and some of the acting are a bit lame and Rolf Harris got an award which I was very pleased about very very pleased about I was also quite pleased about the fact that uh, we should ban the Syrian delegation from appearing in the Olympics I know a lot of they're going they'll talk about this later on and and I think it's it's going to be a case of a lot of people you'll see pictures in the papers today which you will find absolutely horrendous. They're of dead children, and the papers have printed them in an effort to uh, to explain to you exactly why we should ban Syria from appearing. And uh, uh, Nick Ferrari will be talking about that a little bit later on today. So uh, it's great eight four eight five zero. Stephen lbc dot co dot uk. Actually, the um, the uh, the smell of the smoke from Greenwich is blowing towards Brixton. And, uh, that's good. And, uh, and also, this is from, from Jason, the daily bread driver. Are you, Jason, are you, the, I lose track of which one it is. I keep seeing the, um, oh, I can't, what's, what's the bread that begins with W? Warburton's. I keep seeing the man with the Warburton's lorry every morning. and I don't know if he's Jason or if he's somebody else. Eight four eight five zero. ha, LBC dot co I got a bit excited about the Olympic torch the other day. People getting very excited watching the Olympic torch coming through. I thought, well, that's quite nice, actually. And uh, Phil says, I'm surprised Kelly Brook could find time away from posing on a beach in a bikini to appear at the BAFTAs. Oh, God, she'll turn up for the opening of a fridge. She's like that. She opens the fridge door and, and people go, oh, you're Kelly Brook. I'm so Kelly Brook. I'm so Kelly Brook. Unfortunately, of course, you don't really want her to speak. She, she is just something to look at, which is quite nice. Vid and David, from Ty Nice, say, we hear that Twickenham is to get a million pound facelift. Is that the town centre, or are you... Or or one of its famous residents? Are we really... Actually, I think they've already started. It's it's not so much a facelift. What they've done is they've picked out various shops, and they've let them have a paint job on the outside, and a new sign-up, or something like that. It's okay. One of them appeared to be... In fact, actually, I've suddenly realised. One of them appeared to be all the same group of shops. I'm assuming all owned by the same company. And they've all been done up. At the cost of what? I've got no idea. They put tiles on them and new signs up. So... Whereas there's, there's, there's quite a lot of places. Whereas Paul Cooper, who's been there the longest, the longest out of anybody, didn't get anything at all. He's always like, a bit fiddled, really. Ridiculous. Uh, Steve, according to Twitter, several reports that it's uh, a chemical works and that the fumes could be toxic. There really should be justification for an air raid siren sounding across half of London for over 90 minutes, thinking of pensioners who can recall the Blitz waking up to that... It's it's a lot actually, isn't it? It is a lot. But this is this is down in Greenwich. If you're waking up, there'll be some updates on the news a little bit later on. Uh, one hit. Diana says your basket of pinks, thirty eight pounds, a bit pricey. But if you look after them, give you years of pleasure. They're really hardy, smell gorgeous, and very pretty. Thank you very much indeed. I like uh, they, re- they. It's such a pretty basket. I mean, admittedly, the pr- if I'd seen the price hanging on it, I wouldn't have bought it. But then when you've actually got to the um, to the sort of checkout. You don't, you don't feel as though you can sort of take it back, can you? Anyway, news coming up very, very shortly. So today, you should be aware, it's going to be nice and sunny this morning and then uh, the rain comes in this afternoon. Heavy, thundery showers. So we could have a deluge. So get the buckets and the watering cans out there, fill them all up and then you have some water for the next few days, which is quite nice. OK, it's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's LBC Dot dot UK if you want to check out all the other bits and pieces, 0845 6060 973 84850 or steve at lbc.co.uk. Miracle, I remembered everything. And it's Monday. Oh, that was the bad bit. I knew there was something I didn't want to tell you about this morning. It's Monday and you've got to go to work. Horrible, isn't it? News at uh, 5 is next with Sam Pittis. Morning, Monday morning. Fire. Greenwich. Avoid. Blackwall Tunnel. OK, don't go down there. Ken in Peckham says you can smell and see the smoke where we are. I don't know how far away you are. I'm not. I'm not good that side of uh, London. We think it's a it's a chemical fire, and so that's why uh, they've got sixty firefighters down. If anybody else can uh, bring us up to speed with that one, do let me know. Eight four eight five zero. stevedlbc.co.uk. co uh, Stuart says um, I've taken pictures uh, just before the fire break. Oh blimey, good lord! It's quite. There's a lot of. It's quite acrid smoke, isn't it? By the look of it, I mean, if that's the, uh, that's the actual, uh, it is a lot of smoke, actually. A lot of smoke coming off there. That's hence why, I suppose, they've got all the firefighters down. It does look like chemical, doesn't it? It Looks like chemical to me. It's clearing up a bit. Less, less black smoke, which is good news. Uh, Jay says, about Shell, this is the story, if you've only just woken up, you've missed it, but 300 Shell garages, apparently, are going to bring in people who are going to pump your tyres up for you. So you know, you know, years ago, you you would pull into a filling station and somebody would rush out. I say "rush" being the operative word, and and they would go, "How much would you like?" and then, and you fill up and oh, all the rest of it. They're going to bring them back again because some people don't like filling up. I love putting petrol in the car; it doesn't bother me in the slightest. I quite like doing it, I just don't like paying for it. And um, and this bloke will be there, and he will also offer to pump your tyres up. Well, as, as generally speaking, the air is over there, and the petrol pump is over here. You know, we're not going to take too kindly, are we? To somebody saying, if you just pull your car up... Because they're not presumably going to do it at the at the pumps. They're going to have to do it at the other bit. And if there's somebody else there, you'll have to wait. In which case, you might as well not bother. So the A13 on Ripple Road, one-shell garage, has had an assistant pumping fuel for about two months now. And that people are a bit scared when he asks if they want any free help. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all. Uh, 84850... Steve at lbc.co.uk. And um, uh, Mark says, I'm at Junction 7 on the M25. Whereabouts is that, actually? I don't know where the uh, where, where Junction 7 would be. Do let me know. 84850, Steve at lbc.co.uk. Um, Phil says, is Twickenham having the million-pound facelift because of an Olympic event happening in the town and they want it to look nice on television? We've only got a cycle race going through it. And you know what I think about cyclists? not exactly the biggest fan of cyclists, but there's obviously a club in, in Kingston. They're all out over the weekend, and they're sort of twos and threes. They're just such... Oh, irritating. Irrit- you know, cyclists are irritating on the, on the trains in the morning. We don't like them. It's like people sitting there doing their makeup on the train. I still see that. I still see that. still see people sitting on the train. And you feel like leaning over and go, why didn't you just get up earlier? Because quite clearly, you probably haven't even had a shower. You've probably just got up and put your clothes on. Ugh, Dirty, dirty. Vincent says, The, the Brook was at the BAFTAs as part of promotional work for a film she's in with Keith Lemon. Laughingly, she said in a statement, Keith's team approached me about the film and I didn't have much work coming in, so I agreed. Apparently, it takes the mickey out of us. Something rotten. As for the Only way's Essex bunch, ghastly, ghastly. Yes, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I mean, you just look at them and you think, you, you're past your sell-by now. But after we saw Little Arge, oh, bless his heart, what does he do for a living? Arge, he didn't actually do anything, but very shortly, he's going to have to find a job. You know, none of them appear to have jobs. You know, I know the women laughing, they call themselves business women, but they're not really. Not really. They just, these they've sort of opened up a shop, but, you know, if truth be known, the shops, the moment the thing finishes, the uh, the shops will be closing. So lots of pictures of the papers of um, Holly Willoughby wearing her baby doll nightie. That's what it looks like to me, just slightly longer. Um I do like Rolf Harris. There's something about Rolf Harris that we like. I'm glad that he actually got a BAFTA award. God knows what Fern Cotton was wearing, but uh, you can't unfortunately make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. It doesn't matter because you know she sounds like a bloke. You know, her hair just looked absolutely there's not really a lot you can do. You can put as much makeup on as you like. It's it's just it just doesn't work, I'm afraid. There's no way that poor old Fern Cotton could ever be classed as glamorous. It just—it just doesn't work. I don't know why. It's not her fault. It's just the—that's the way she is, I suppose. Uh, cheer up, they say. You might live until you're a hundred. God help us! What a horrible thought—living till we're a hundred. Oh, how on earth would we cope if people are finding it bad enough now to exist? Imagine if they go. By the way, because you're all doing so very well, you might live to a hundred. No, no, thank you very much indeed. And there's um, a man here. He's a former heartbeat star, Jason Durr. And in fact, I've only just realised who he is. He was he was the copper in it, but he he's got um his uh, children. One's called Blossom and one's called Velvet. Blossom and Velvet. <laughs> I'm not really sure whether or not he's in the is in the right place here. And uh, and I see the Tory Party co chairman Baroness Walsy, urged to resign the other day. I mean quite clearly if she is if she's found guilty of this, what it is, she apparently stayed at a Doctor Mustafa's house. And she claimed £165 a night while she was staying. He's a friend. So quite clearly, if, if that is true, then she should go immediately. I mean, it's sleaze, for want of a, of a better description. So you stay at a friend's house, but you put in... I mean, do these people not think they're going to be caught out? I mean, I don't, I don't know how somebody found out, but quite clearly somebody did. And the doctor said yesterday, uh, because he let her stay in the home for free, he felt stabbed in the back. He said he treated the Tory chairman as a member of his own family and allowed her to stay in the £1.1 million house. Well, quite clearly, she's broken the rules. And if you break the rules, then you have to face the consequences. And the consequences would be that she's kicked out. Not the first time. We've, we've sent them to prison before now, some of these peers, for, for breaking the law. It's, it's the kind of thing that goes on. I like the idea as well that uh, they're going to be talking about this with Nick Ferrari this morning after the news at 7 And uh, should we have an amnesty for politicians' expenses? That'll be the the basis of the question. And the answer is some people will say yes, and some people will say no. I think Anne Whittacombe's going to be uh, popping up on the programme. And probably what what she'll say is that uh, it's too late for an amnesty, everything's been uncovered, scrap expenses completely and raise MPs' salaries. And that way then, you know, there is no fiddling. Because quite clearly there's loads of fiddling going on. And has the Olympics changed the East End... If you're in the East End, what would you say to that? Probably you're going to be saying, uh, yes, 84850. Mahendra says, uh, um, we're listening on the smartphone. We're, we're in Kos on the Greek island, and, which sounds lovely. And we used a, a travel company. We booked and paid for five-star hotel accommodation with all-inclusive by Amex with confirmation writing. We've ended up in the same complex... With a four-star hotel. Oh. That's the problem. When you, when you book these sort of places and they book it, what they'll probably... I mean, I don't know how that works in your case. um, and, and I don't know whether or not... What you should do, you must keep a list of everything you do. So, in other words, you know, if you're in a four-star hotel and the five-star, you need to take pictures of your four-star hotel and say, listen, we paid for five-star. But they found... Lots of British tourists in the same boat and, uh, and people with a different holiday travel company. So I've mailed my travel company, says, either to put us back on the five star or to refund with some sort of compensation. Well, you absolutely want compensation. If you paid for five star and you've got four star. You absolutely want compensation. But you must keep a record of everything. and You must let them know of everything so that they're well aware of it. <coughs> Excuse me. It's no good coming back. And then thinking about it, because you'll, you'll forget all the main bits. You take photograph your hotel, then you take photographs of the other hotel. And then what you need to do is go to the other hotel and check that they do have vacant rooms. Because sometimes what happens is hotels get full up quite quick because they overbook. And then what they do is they shove people into an associate hotel. That happens quite a lot so people, and they say, well, you know, unfortunately it's been over, but nothing we can do about it. And you go, no, no, I wanted, I paid for a five star. If I wanted a four star, I'd have paid for a four star. So you must, you must keep a record of everything. Find out whether they've got rooms in the hotel available. If they have, then you've got, uh, you've got a good basis for compensation. And if necessary, find out whether your travel agency that you booked through is bonded with ABTA, Okay, and uh, and then if you don't have any joy with them, you write to ABTA, and ABTA will deal with it for you. And they come down very heavily on uh, on tour operators who cheat the public. Okay, so you write to ABTA. Look at me, this time of the book being on a Monday morning, talking about people on holiday in in Kos, in Greece. Your weather's uh, nice, lovely over here, but rain this afternoon. Uh, eight four eight five oh. Uh, one thing here: fill in the Isle of Dogs. What's happening with this fire in Greenwich? Well, the um, the firefighters are all down there. We're not too sure, actually. We're not too sure exactly what's sort of uh, going on. Uh, we will bring you updates a little bit later on. And uh, poor little Tabitha here. Oh, dear, you're sad lonely, aren't you? Some people are puffy faced when they wake up. That's why they do their makeup later on. Are you puffy faced? I bet you're puffy faced. They're not puffy faced, <laughs> unless you're overweight. I imagine that girl in, uh, in Wales is very puffy-faced. Uh, 84850, stevedlbc.co.uk. This money, incidentally, is, is doing the rounds everywhere. There's, there's money which has come out of a, a central pot for sort of smartening up some of our town centres. And I think there's another one which Mary Portis is doing, and she's doing another one because she's been pulled apart by Janet Street Porter. Well, Markle, you know, the oldest woman on Loose Women. Anybody looks more like a loose woman, I think she is it. Absolutely. Eight for 850. Oh. The weather... Let me just check again with Katie just for... You know, it's exactly the same, I'm afraid. It's going to be nice and uh, warm, though. Currently 14, and, um, they say it'll go to 27 today. Double it, add 30, 54, 84 degrees. Dry and sunny this morning, getting warm fairly quickly. Some isolated showers this afternoon. Could be heavy and thundery at times. So you have been warned. Um, uh... Noreen says, um, uh, saw bits of the Eurovision Song Contest. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. I mean, it, it's just... It's fiddled, isn't it? It's. I mean, we just didn't stand a... a ch- I don't know why we bother doing it anymore, actually. I don't even think we'd, uh, people watch it anymore. I I'd love to see what the overnight audience figures were for it. Uh, we stayed at the Las Vegas Hilton before you in the 80s. Engelbert was the resident act but with immaculate timing, there was a musician strike when we, we were there and only minor musicians were playing. All the big shows were cancelled, so we got to see Tommy Tune another time we were there. Uh, Anne is off on holiday to Mallorca, another Steve friend of ours, so have a lovely holiday, Anne. And she says, doing really well with the new phone. Phoned lots of people we don't know, videoed my foot. Now it sees all the numbers installed in the last three years have vanished, so back to Virgin at Watford again. <laughs> God. I'm doing quite well with my phone, but it seems to be drinking battery at the moment. So I've, I've obviously got some apps opened, which, uh, which I need closing. Quarter past five. News headlines with Sam Pittis. People in south-east London are reporting being... Morning. 18 minutes past five. Actually, i tell you who was missing from, uh, from the BAFTAs. Anton Deck normally anton deck turn up perhaps they weren't nominated although one of the papers said lots of stars were actually missing down there which was a shame because i was only thinking of anton deck the other day because they made that hilarious movie about roswell you know where they where it claimed that an alien well, we laughed ourselves like drains on that one. You know, it's... I mean, only, it, it just appeals to the uh, to the sad lonelies, the uh, the dribblers and the people who sort of go, oh, that's, you know, that's... Because little aliens came down from a spaceship. Mmm. Just like crop circles as well. Uh, this is one from Thomas. Just driven uh, past the fire in Greenwich, heading into the tunnel. More than a dozen fire engines on the scene. No flames at the building, but the roof looks uh, smouldering with tonnes of smoke bellowing out. Traffic clear. Very loud siren still going up. Yeah, we think this is in a factory next door. People have said, oh, it's an air raid siren. It's not an air raid siren, we don't think. We just think it's some sort of an alarm system. But it's blooming loud, apparently. It's blooming loud. Uh, Steve, I'm smelling the smoke all the way to Peckham. Which means it's because it's, it's travelling. And because the at the moment the air humidity is, is such a level, it's going to drift quite a lot this morning. Drift quite a lot. So the thing is, if you can smell it and you're inside close your windows, OK? Close your windows. Lee says, the smoke now across Clapham. He said, do you think the fire brigade would issue a warning for people to close windows? I've just done it for them. Close your windows. You don't want anything coming inside the house. If you're sitting in the car, close the windows. Unfortunately, in this uh, in this sort of heat, that's what happens. People, uh, people sort of tend to sit there with the windows open, uh, that, which is ridiculous because, to be honest with you, every single car I've ever seen now, except little Joey Essex's, has got air conditioning. Every single car has got air conditioning. It's as simple as that. Strange enough, we were just talking about Mahendra, who's in Greece. And apparently, despite the woes over there, British holiday bookings are soaring to Greece. No, there's nothing the matter with Greece. People like Greece. But four million Brits could be heading for Greece this summer, which is ironic, because I see about four million Greeks heading back the other way to come and settle here. That's double the average number. Apparently, some people had deliberately booked Greek trips due to the strengthening of the pound against the euro. 20% of people who were asked, which is very interesting, said they weren't concerned at all about a possible collapse of the euro in Greece, with most saying they were only mildly concerned. Fewer than 2% had cancelled a pre-booked trip to Greece, while 47% said they would not change their travel pa- plans, whatever happened over there. Which is good news, actually, isn't it? I mean, I think that's quite good. I mean to, to be honest with you, it's, also, it's quite cheap for us. To go over there. I've never been to Greece. I've never been in my life. It's, it's never appealed to me. To be, able to be, to be honest with you, I can get all the food over here. We can get all the, I don't need to go over there. We had, we, we, we have the sunshine. Every sitting outside at the moment, we've got all the sitting outside people. And, uh, and it's lovely. And so you can have, you know, whatever they have there. Is it stuffed vine leaves and things like that? How dull. I mean, really, how backwards. It's small wonder the economy's fading. Let's take some vine leaves and put some food in it. Actually, my, my friend Michael eats stuff like that all the, he loves that. He loves it. And his mother does something very interesting with a with a pig's head. She pickles it, or she does something with it, and people eat pigs. It's, it's obviously very traditional, and it's obviously something that people have grown up with. Frankly, it fills me with horror, I'm afraid. Absolute horror. The idea, because I know that, because Frankie from the butchers came in and said, ''Does your mum want another pig's head?'' And so I said, ''Have you got them in?'' He said, ''Yeah, we've we got a couple of them.'' ''Oh, no!'' ''Felt quite awful about it, I'm afraid.'' <laughs> Quite awful about it. Uh, 84850, Joanne. Says so Kelly Brook was at the BAFTAs. Mm, the next bit I won't read. Uh, have you seen the advert for Katie Price's new show on ITV2? Oh, I thought they'd finished with Katie. Why are they bothering with her? The last show didn't rate. They, they're making another one. Oh, dear, what a waste of time that'll be. Of course, it's ITV2. That's all ITV2 do. They do low rent third-rate, Z-list celebrities like, like uh, Peter Andre, like Katie Price, like Mark. I think there's another one coming up as well, because that's all they do on the on the channel. So, in other words, you go out there with a budget of thruppence. And uh, she said, I've sent another parcel and I couldn't resist. It's become an addiction. That's it now. Morning Little Julie, Noreen and Winnie. Every time I see the name Winnie, I just think Winnie the Pooh. I don't know why. I can't help it, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850. Oh. Uh, Air Raid sirens are going off right now, says Paddy. And uh, stick your head out the window. Not really possible to stick your head out a window in a radio studio, is it? God, blimey, honestly. There's some dumb people around at the moment. He said, we c- it's not an air raid siren. We know it's not an air raid siren, OK? There's not an air raid going on, OK? I thought I'd just point this out to you. <laughs> which, is, which is good. Uh, I can beat costs, says Lisa. I'm listening in Brisbane. Yes, you can beat COS. We moved over in February, but I really miss LBC. Don't worry, we're here for you. We're here for you. She says, it's good to keep in touch with what's going on. It is, absolutely. You see that's the trouble. People, you know, we used to have this problem years ago, and it was a big problem for a lot of listeners who said, I'm moving out to the country and I can't listen to LBC because you couldn't pick it up on the radio. Now, because of the internet, you can go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk, and you you can download the app. I think you just listen online. Sometimes it, it drops in and out, but you know, depending how far away you are. But it's a brilliant way of listening. So you can go away and you can listen on your phone. Be careful if you're listening on your phone, because it can it can rack up on data usage. Now I only say that because I don't want any of you coming back with horrendous bills. I know you just think you sort of you just listen. Oh look, it is his LBC. It's using up data, and data is like really expensive when you're abroad. So uh, so just just be warned. Okay, I'm I'm doing that out of the goodness of my heart because I know you all like listening. But if you are going to listen, it's probably easier to listen on a on a computer on the on the internet as opposed to listening on your uh, on your phone unless you've done some uh, some deal. Uh, Ray says the news has just mentioned a siren sound. Yes, it's an alarm. It's an alarm. They, they do have these uh, these sirens, but this isn't one of them. So we have been assured. So we've been assured. But the advice is from me and from the fire brigade as well, that if you're within distance of this uh, smoke drifting, keep your windows closed, OK? It's a fairly uh, acrid sort of smell. It would be being the sort of factory that's, uh, that's on fire down there in Greenwich, very near the entrance to the Blackwall Tunnel. So keep your windows closed, OK? Take your washing in. It's an awful lot easier. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. And uh, so if, if you've booked a holiday to Greece, you haven't cancelled it, have you? I'm hoping that you're going to... Uh, you're going to uh, to fit in quite nicely with this survey, which says that people are not put off by the fact that uh, that the country is going broke or is broke. They're still going there because it's. Uh, and in fact, some some tour operators even slash the prices to get people to go there. So that's another incentive because we do like a bit of value. I remember it years ago when it was something like two dollars to the pound. That was fantastic. That was. I wish I bought loads and loads of dollars. But uh, the only way I could have helped you. Sorry, like what? 300 in New York. See, you could do that. I mean, I hope that you all made a lot of money on my recommendation for Eurovision when I said Sweden would win. We told you that on Friday and, lo and behold, Sweden won. They were were miles, miles ahead of everybody else and we didn't do very well, I'm afraid, which was a great shame. But there again, you do get the feeling that Europe hates us. They don't mind taking all the benefits that we have as a country. They'll come over here and thieve and they'll come over here and take benefits and get free houses and everything else, but they don't want to vote for us when we have good old Engelbert, which is a great shame. Sarah says... Pig's head. The food programme with Giles Corrin and Sue Perkins saw them eat that. Oh no! You see, I can't bear things like that. I mean, it's, isn't it awful? You eat bacon and you eat. I mean, actually, I don't eat very much pork at all, but I'll, I'll, I'll eat bacon. But uh, but you don't want to see the pig as it is. So when this head turned up from the butchers, it's like take it away, please. Take it. It just is horrible. It's horrible, and I, I realise it goes on all the time. We were having our, our spare ribs the other day with the with the kids. And it was really nice, actually. And then we started talking about how we ended up with spare ribs on our plate. And then the conversation went, went right out the window, I'm afraid. We all got a little bit panicky over the whole thing. Uh, another one here. And uh, this is uh, apparently... Oh, they've got a range of pool and chemicals in this particular company. It's uh, an acre of bonded storage in a tank farm capacity of 368 tonnes. It's headquarters of the Filling, Packing and Distribution... Of uh, a champion brat of uh, pool and spa chemicals. That's why. That's why. And so because of all the, uh, the pallets and everything else down there, that would be the, the thing that's going off. And the, uh, the chemical smell that you can smell is the, uh, is the pool stuff, presumably. Anybody else has got any more on that, then uh, do let us know, please. 84850 uk. Uh, we'll take a short break in a, in a moment. There's, a, there's another phone app which can tell you how your tax is spent. Do you know, I'm now running out of room for phone apps... I don't want any more apps. There was one the other day that uh, somebody said that you, you can sort of... I forget what it is, but it, it sort of helps you find out about people. So you can put in sort of, you know, Sam Pitt is his name or something like that, and it will tell you exactly what he sort of do, does for a living. And I don't i don't need an app like that. I just ask. I said, what do you do for a living? You know, it's, it's so much easier because I've got lots of apps, and still the most popular, Angry Birds. Out of all the things... Angry Birds. And I've met a few in my time, let me tell you. Just even around here, which is interesting. I'm delighted to say that the great British clean-up is happening. I hate people who drop litter. I don't drop litter. I will hang on to it and put it in my bag and take it home, rather than drop litter. But I see people all the time. And luckily, the Daily Mail have got a big spring clean for the Queen. Um And they've got a lovely picture, actually, of a Burger King volunteer with a big smile on her face with bags of rubbish. It's amazing the rubbish that people throw out, isn't it? Amazing the things that people just sort of drop on the ground, be it cigarette packets. I mean, it's bad enough with chewing gum. You walk down the pavement, that drives me insane. Absolutely insane going out there. The other story I was going to mention to you, which was um, about uh, Robin Gibb, who died the other day. He had a love child with somebody who used to work within the house, and he paid £4 million for the, uh, for this child's well-being. And what they were saying the other day, his fortune is estimated about £150 million something, which actually doesn't seem very much for the amount of hits that, they, uh, that the boys turned out. Uh, and they're, they're a little bit worried now that she might get a, a very good lawyer and they might try and get more money out of the estate. So that, uh, that one we will watch very carefully. Uh, 84850... Uh, one here from the countryside, from Dale, who says... You've been saying the alarm is just an alarm, not an air raid siren. But I've watched some news video and it sounds like an air raid siren to me. Very similar or similar to an American tornado warning siren. Because we're all familiar with what they sound like, aren't we? I, sp- I spend my life worrying about tornado warning sirens. In fact, I went to bed screaming last night thinking about it. It's Steve Allen. It's early breakfast. It's LBC. Time now, 5.30. This is London's biggest conversation with Steve Allen. Morning, 27 minutes to uh, six at Steve Allen's early breakfast. Uh, Gaz says, well, at least Engelbert didn't come away empty-handed. Rumour has it that the uh, the Russian grannies were spotted throwing their clothes at him. <laughs> I mean, that was just an embarrassment on the, uh, on Eurovision. Uh, I mean, apart from the fact that, I mean, we, we were first off. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was very good, actually. I thought it was very good indeed. And, uh, and I just looked at the Russian grannies and I just felt sorry for them. I felt sorry. But as somebody's pointed out to me, you know, out of the 26 countries in Eurovision, 16 were ex-Soviet or Eastern Bloc countries. Makes you wonder why we didn't win, doesn't it, really? And so they're all there and they all vote for each other. Azerbaijan for Turkey, for Turkey for this, for that, for this. And, and you felt a bit sorry for them, really. You f- you, I felt a bit sorry for You know, to watch the, the, the these grannies coming on, it was very sweet, but they couldn't sing for toffee. I mean, they couldn't sing for Tommy. they just shuffled around like a lot of old people. You know, not even in any sort of order. I just just felt a bit sorry for them. I mean, it was entertaining, mildly, but Eurovision is about singing. That's why Cheryl Cole completely killed the voice the other day by miming. And there was no doubt in my mind whatsoever she was miming. You cannot dance and sing at the same time. That's why a lot of these uh, people's shows are half-mime, and half, half singing because you, you need to to try and store the the energy up. Actually, and somebody just sent me. A, oh, that's right. Martin's been to Vegas, saw Elton John before he got taken ill. Stevie Wonder and David Copperfield, as well as eating at Gordon Ramsay's new steak restaurant at the Paris Hotel. We stayed at the Aria next to the Bellagio. They're lovely hotels over there. They really are. I would recommend Las Vegas to anybody, but only, but only because it's 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 just adult Disney. It's you know the hotels are just. I mean, they're just vast. You know, I mean, you, you could live inside Caesar's Palace. Uh, Kevin says, the great British clean-up. You should have been at the South End Air Show this year. Groups of teenagers everywhere drinking alcohol, then leaving bottles and fast food remains all over the beach. Disgusting. Well, we get that round our way. Anywhere where you've got the River Thames flowing through, and we have the River Thames flowing through, so people take their beer and their picnics and everything else, and they sit there, and they just leave the rubbish where they were. They're quite clearly filthy, disgusting people. Because I go through it, I, I shall go for a walk today, and there will be rubbish spread all the way, probably from Twickenham to Richmond, for people who've been down there and had picnics and bottles and stuff like that. And they just leave it. They might even be sitting next to a rubbish bin, but they, they have an inability to put it in there. They leave it up to the, up to the, to the cleaners to pick it up after them, because they're stupid. Well, they're actually, talking of stupid, Peter McKay makes a very valid point read the uh, 63 stone 19-year-old Georgia Davis, whose house had to be partially knocked down so they could get her out and into hospital and attempt to try and save her life for the umpteenth time because she won't stop eating. You know, I mean, wiring her jaws up might be better. I mean, you might as well start somewhere. put her to sleep for a long time and then perhaps when she wakes up then you can just siphon the fat out or something. But uh, he talks about the perils of the ghastly TV freak shows and what he says is what this girl doesn't need is to appear on a television show i would suggest that you know television programs like this morning you know need to be stopped from putting these people on there because it's not doing her any good because as i said all she'll do she'll just end up doing the rounds of sort of getting fat getting thin getting fat getting thin getting fat getting thin and she won't ever do a day's work in her life you know she needs to be brought up into the modern world so she gets out there and does something so you have to be very careful. He says, the perils of these ghastly TV freak shows that puts these sort of people on there. And and they get used to the attention. You know, the next thing is, she'll go away to another boot camp for the umpteenth time, she'll come back, she'll be a little bit thinner, and then she'll pile it all on again, because that's how she makes money. Like Kerry Katona. She's fully well aware of the fact she hasn't got any talent at all. She just, you know, sells a story. I've noticed Kim Marsh, I shall mention it in the, uh, in the free podcast a little bit later on this morning. And the free, free podcast is available on the LBC uh, website, lbc.co.uk. There's a, a few up there, quite a few up there already, actually. And there'll be one later on today. And Kim Marsh from Coronation Street, her and her husband, the bloke who cheated on her only a short while ago, have sold the rights to their wedding for half a million pounds. Small wonder. There's no incentive for these people to work at all. All you have to do is you just sell a story to OK magazine and, and you get the money. Carrie Katona, you know, has wasted all her money over her life. You know, she's got nothing to show for it at all. And uh, at the end of the day, she sells stories to glossy magazines about what a waste of space she's been. You know, it, it makes you sick half the time because we're sort of breeding these sort of people. You know, the Lydia Dims and the Amy Childs and all the rest of it. We give them airtime. And we shouldn't really be putting somebody like, you know, Georgia Davis on television. Keep her well away from the media. There should be a fine, you know, television should regulate itself. And it's and it's a case, really, of sort of, you know, if you put these people on the television, then, you know, you will be fined. Simple as that. Actually, talking to people who do a worthwhile job, we only discovered the other day, because it's been closed since 1994, the epping Ongar Railway. And so what they did on, I think they must have done it over the weekend, they've resumed passenger services on a former section of the London Underground Central Line. And this line dates back to 1865, and they used to do cattle and milk into London. And so what they had over this weekend, they had two fabulous, Nick Ferrari would have loved it, Routemaster buses. One of them was even older than Nick Ferrari's, if that were possible. And uh, one was red and one was green. And they were ferrying people backwards and forwards between Ongar and Epping. And so we, we we just hopped on a bus, bought our ticket and went backwards. It was wonderful. And they had steam trains down there. And it was it was really good. The volunteers have worked very, very hard. And they're going to do this. I think they're the longest heritage line in Essex. Now, that's what I call... Decent people, not these numpties who wander around Brentwood, you know, calling themselves businesswomen. This this team of volunteers uh, have really done well. So well done to all of them. There, they've got steam and diesel engines, and um, they are, I think, the closest heritage railway to London, the Epping Ongar Railway. They've called it London's local line, but it was just fantastic to see some of these these gargantuan steam engines. were just amazing. Eight four eight five oh. Sid, the Hammersmith flyover is closed for another six months, I'm afraid, at the very least. And uh, the cones certainly hadn't gone this morning because I come through it every single day. Nothing, it's 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 there, 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 there. I'm afraid. Um, Allison says, "Surely you mean Cheryl can't dance or sing? No, she can't. She can't dance and sing. It's not possible to dance and sing at the same time because you get you get puffed out." Uh, Beyonce did it, but there again, she was backed up with multi-tracking. Madonna is backed up with multi-tracking and clip-track. And uh, there's a lovely clip of Cheryl on YouTube singing at a a radio station's naff little event, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, she sang live there and proved quite clearly she can't sing. She can't sing for Toffee. And so that's why she was miming yesterday. I knew she was miming. She did this sort of launching herself off the top, but unfortunately uh, she took a, a nosedive, which is exactly where the figures have gone. She's killed it stone dead. That's why we laughed earlier on when somebody said she's going to be singing at the Queen's gig. In fact, it's so secret, nobody's told her about it yet. Because apparently, could it, she is one of the biggest stars in Britain. Well, she will be when she goes back to St. Do you want fries with that, love? McDonald's cola? Yes, I can do that. Chicken McNuggets? Yes. Uh, another one here. Uh, Beyonce can do it Well I don't think she's that good either She's okay Don't get me wrong I do like Beyonce But uh, they You know If they're actually doing a complete concert They get a bit worn out Let's face it Poor old Cheryl was exhausted after one song Um, Nowadays Eurovision Steve Is all about politics and religion Well it's certainly about politics That's a fact It's ridiculous Um, Steve This 63 stone girl Is reported to be her mother's carer And claims allowance How can she do it? Uh, Well I don't know how it works I've got no idea. She, she can't get out of bed. I know, well, she couldn't get out of bed. That's why she had to be lifted out by all these people in a, in an operation costing, they said, £100,000. And I have said on the programme this morning, on a standby, if they've made money out of the newspaper selling a story, give it to the services. They're on benefits. They don't work, this family. They're just spongers. But quite clearly, they can afford to eat, you know, like a, a small third world every day. This woman eats two loaves of bread every day made into sandwiches. I mean, that alone can't be good for you, can it? Uh, Michael Dennis says, I haven't heard the Swedish song. Are there boom-booms, ooh-ooh-oohs and la-las? No, there's not, actually. It's, it's actually quite good. It's actually quite good. It's actually... It's, it's not bad. She looks frankly peculiar, but there again. Sweden... We love Sweden. We love Sweden. We love, we love uh, Norway better. We love Norway better. Uh, Laura says, I listen to LBC Daily from Melbourne on my phone as our local radio is rubbish. Well, of course it is. Starved of decent radio over there. You, you, you want to hear the proper stuff here. I even plugged the phone into the car and listened on my travels. So thank you for that. Well, that's nice. Listen, I'm, I'm very grateful to be listened to anywhere. I'm not, I'll, I'll take any listeners. I don't care whether you're in Melbourne or up, halfway up Machu Picchu. I couldn't care less. I'll take everybody. Even New York. I'm listening in Seoul, says Alan, on my 4G phone on the subway after six years back in London from August. He said, uh, keep up the commentary on the z Listers." By the way, where has Jerry Halliwell gone? Uh, she's popped back up as, um, as a judge on X Factor, I think. Uh, she's only in because they, 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 they can't find a, a, somebody else to do the job at the moment. So she's in doing it. And somebody said to other, strangely enough, Katie Price. I've saved the comment. I shall repeat it again later on on the free podcast. Katie Price was saying, you shouldn't have asked her to do it, Simon Cowell. You should have asked me. The Price is always right. Uh, I'm sorry, um... Sorry, Katie Price. But nobody wants to listen to your flat, nasal, monotone, boring, butch voice. You know, we're after somebody... And admittedly, Jerry Halliwell is a bit of a fraud. She isn't this sort of, ooh! kind of person that you see, you know, even when she was in the Spice Girls, it was all an act I'm afraid. She, you remember, she was the little girl who did Topless and worked on game shows, one game show and uh, she w- she's just an attention seeker, but she was never as feisty as you think she is. That was just an act for the cameras so when, when she does it now, you kind of cringe a bit going, it just looks wrong, but we certainly don't want Katie Price, we don't want Jordan doing anything on television in fact, keep her well away from television completely <laughs> oh, ghastly uh, Sydney in Australia Says uh, Therese. I've been listening online since we moved here. I sit at my desk laughing like a fishwife. Well, you mustn't. It's naughty. It's not very good for you at all, is it, really, I'm afraid. Uh, 8485. I'm listening in Dubai, says Sonia. Lovely. She says, Pig's head, along with the feet, is a fantastic Barbadian dish called black pudding and sauce. Do try it. Oh, I I couldn't eat a pig's head. Listen, you'd have to strap me. I'd, I'd, I'd rather starve. I'm afraid, to eat anything like that. I, could, I couldn't I could even eat pig's trotters. I mean, I just I could not eat pig's trotters at all. Uh, the Russian granny, says Mary, reminded me of a Russian doll set. Had a good court. They did look like a Russian... Although, to be honest with you, half of them had no teeth. Did you notice? And were like, Aah! Like that. They were a bit... But the trouble is, in Russia, and I was saying to uh, the family over the weekend, I said, I'm sure it was David Dimbleby went out there, and in all these Russian villages... They've got loads of women who look like that, but no men, because the men have all drunk and smoked themselves to death. So the women are going because like they were all over David like a rash. They obviously thought, ooh, man, man, take, 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 man." And uh, and he was sort of there. He looked frightened, and I'm not at all surprised. Most of them looked. Uh, they did look like those women you saw on the television for Eurovision. funny, funny but uh, but you kind of wouldn't want to be stuck in a in a in a room with them overnight. You'd have to double lock the door, wouldn't you? Because after those look, though, they'd actually climb in through the roof and get you. Quarter to six. News headline, Steve Allen. Morning, it's uh, 11 minutes to 6, it's LBC 97.3, it's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. Don't forget the free podcast later on, don't forget to download as well the uh, In Conversations over last weekend. This week, I'm reliably informed, we've got Richard uh, Griffiths, who's one of my favourite people. Not only has he done... Tremendously well with uh, with Harry Potter, but he's currently starring with Danny DeVito down at the Savoy Theatre, I think, in the Sunshine Boys. Uh, plus, of course, he was in that great programme on the tow One of my, f- I had to buy the whole box set of Pie in the Sky, where he played um, a policeman who was a cook as well. And I never quite got over the fact that the restaurant never existed; it was just made up. It's a flower shop, I think, or something. And then the interior shots were done in a studio. I was mortified. Mortified. A friend of mine couldn't cope with it at all. Said it was absolutely dreadful. Uh, well done to uh, to all the winners, especially Dom Dominic West, who I think has got his first BAFTA. Dominic, uh, congratulations on that one. Jennifer Saunders, winning for Absolutely Fabulous. Uh, Rolf Harris got an Academy Fellowship. And uh, well done to everybody, actually. The Situation Comedy Award was won by Mrs Brown's Boys. Uh, Coronation Street walked away from the BAFTAs with the Soap and Continuing Drama Award. And the Great British Bake Off won the BAFTA for Features, and The Young Apprentice took the award in the newly created Reality and Constructed Factual category. Sounds a bit of a mouthful, doesn't it? And in the entertainment section, Darren Brown. The Experiments fought off tough competition to win that award. So, well done to you. Also, I think Martin Freeman... uh, is that... Oh, right. No, Andrew Scott beat Martin Freeman. That's a shame for supporting actor. Emily Watson, for uh, Appropriate Adult, she actually got... uh, was the winner there. Dominic West for Appropriate Adult. Do like Dominic West. And uh, it was uh, Monica Dolan for Appropriate Adult. My God, they did very well, didn't they, actually? Uh, Entertainment programme, Graham Norton for The Graham Norton Show, up against Alan Carr, Dar O'Brien and Harry Hill. I think Harry Hill's very clever, you know, but he said he's he's not going to do the programme anymore, hasn't he? Jennifer Saunders for Ab Fab, up against Olivia Colman, Ruth Jones and Tamsin Gregg, and uh, best male performance in a comedy programme went to Darren Boyd for Spy, up against Tom Hollander, uh, Hugh Bonneville and Brendan O'Carroll. So, uh, well done to everybody. They did very well. Drama series went to The Fades. Mini-series went to This Is England 88. And, of course, it was Coronation Street that did uh, Plus, there were loads of other things. The Day That Changed the World, 9-11, the documentary. Uh, didn't get it. Terry Pratchett, Choosing to Die, did. And, uh, and on the front of the comedy programme was Stuart Lee's Comedy Vehicle. So, well done. So, congratulations to everybody who got their, their BAFTA awards. And uh, next year, perhaps nobody from The Only Wears Essex, please. OK? Just make everybody a little bit happier about the way that things are going. Uh, also, happy birthday this morning uh, to Pip from Phil, Alex and Margaret in Earlsfield. Uh, James says, Steve, 63 stone. How do you even get to that weight? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, doesn't, I don't think it kind of creeps up on you overnight. This is Georgia Davis, who's in all the papers again today, as indeed she was in all the papers yesterday. The advice is, that I'm offering, is stay away from the media. Go and lose the weight, because if you don't, you will undoubtedly die, Okay, You've been told. There's no more that people can do about it. You've had every bit of help that there is possible. You know, doctors have told you, clinical psychologists, she's got social... she's got everything. She's just literally, you know, making people run around like a merry dance, and she's sitting there and just stuffing her face, or her mother's making the food to stuff her face. The reason is her mother can't cook, which is a big problem, because there are lots and lots of people now who cook, lots of people who are aware of how to cook. So she eats all the rubbish. She eats all the fast food. Not that anything she ever does is going to be fast, because she doesn't, you know, it's... Because if you're not sort of, you know, doing any exercise, you're not going to waste the, the, um, the weight away. So if you sit there and just keep eating, it's quite possible... To actually get to that size. I mean, it's, it's a dreadful shame. But she was 30 stone at the age of 15, I think you'll find. 30 stone at the age of 15. So, uh, there wasn't really much hope. Uh, I may be wrong, says Kevin, but were nearly all the acts miming at Eurovision? No. No, they all sang. They all sang live. They have to sing live at Eurovision. I think, I'm, I'm pretty certain it's part of the deal. Because they have, I think they're allowed to use backing tracks... I think you can use a backing track but I'm not but you, you certainly can't mime Jedward were what they call multi-tracked in other words they had backing singers with them and I think they were singing over themselves that's that's the way it came over to me it was dreadful whatever it was and quite clearly the rest of uh, the rest of Eurovision um agreed only, only because it was it was one of those uh those sort of competitions, whereby I, th- I seriously thought we were going to win, I really did. I thought, we- I absolutely, was totally convinced we were going to win. Uh, apparently, in an effort to save money, <coughs> you, ladies and gentlemen, are cutting back on your health. You're cutting back on dental and eye tests. Apparently, a study of more than a thousand people they found that nineteen percent are going to the dentist less often, and 17% having eyesight checks, less often as well. Now, I do have regular eyesight checks. In fact, strange enough, where did I go yesterday? I walked into oh, I walked into the garden centre in Twickenham, into, uh, into Squires, and a man said to me, he said, would you like a blood pressure test? I said, I'm well aware of what it is, thank you very much indeed. I've never heard of such a thing. Walking into a garden centre and somebody says, would you like a blood pressure test? It was a, it was a blood... yes. So you can see what... It, I said, I know exactly what it is. I said, I have re- regular checks. And I walked away and I thought, what a stupid thing to say to him. What a stupid... Mind you, I've never, never been asked before if I wanted. Yeah. Apparently, 67% of you reassess your priorities. You do give things up. You do give things up, which is actually quite good, because I thought it's, it, it's, it's a shame that people can't give up smoking and, and cigarettes and, uh, and stuff like that, or, or failing that, drinking. People just, just can't do it. Do you know, people haggle now. 49% of you haggle. I can't haggle for love nor money. I can't haggle. I've never haggled. I know in, in some countries, haggling is always, a, is always the way forward. I can't haggle at all. And apparently, 34% of you vigilantly delay buying things that you would previously have bought when you wanted them. So in other words, now you, you kind of wait and you think, perhaps I'll save up. Are you one of those people? Do you worry about about money do you do you really cut back do you really save that money do you really you know say right i I need this fridge freezer or are you one of those people now who takes out the extended credit which of course is very easy to fall into it's very easy to go into a shop and they go do you have a so-and-so card And i was getting no would you like what no thank you 10% off today no, I don't want it, thank you. I'm really not that interested. I suppose what I should do, taking the advice of all the money people, is to take the card. My God, what was Rolf Harris wearing at BAFTA? <laughs> that jacket was a bit leery, even by his standards. Very snazzy. He's a painter, and so he's allowed to get away with it. So, and, and, and I always, I should have taken the card, bought the items, got the 10% off, and then cut the card up. That's what I should have done. That's what the experts tell you to do. It's like, you should be able to juggle your cards. The one thing you should never do with a credit card is to spend money on it and pay the minimum. When it comes through, it, you're paying nothing. You're paying nothing off at all. And, and the debt just gets bigger. And I think people get a credit card in and they think, oh, I, I can do that. And uh, and then I'll, I'll just pay it off later. And, of course, later never comes. Later never comes. It, it becomes an absolute uh, absolute disaster, I'm afraid. Uh, Harry did initially say, says Paul, that he wasn't going to do any more TV burp because he was having to spend too much time watching TV to research it. But following a campaign via viewers according to the sun, them, and presumably a little more money from network sentries, agreed to, oh, he's carrying on with, oh, right, (laughs) duh, sorry about that, it's it's just a a case, really, of sort of not really catching up, Um, I I thought Jedwood did actually have a reality show, they did, they were in a, a, they were put in a penthouse in Dublin, with the, they're sort of, not their manager, but some bloke who who was paid to look after them, and they had a party, no, bu- no, 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 sort of booze, but jelly and ice cream, and and they had friends who they they'd obviously never met before, and then they ended up throwing stuff out of the window. I remember this this Jedward program. At one point, uh, they actually decided they couldn't sleep in separate rooms, and nearly broke one of the designer beds moving it. And so they had they're very odd. Perhaps we should do a program on Jedward, trying to work out why they're so odd. Are all twins like that? Are all twins a little bit? A little bit doolally, because they certainly, I mean, they're, they're certainly not real, are they? I know they dress up in little matching outfits, and that, that's quite a thing over the years. You've often had twins, and uh, and and they do wear the same outfits, even though they might not even live, you know, in the same house. They tend to buy similar outfits. They, they've sort of almost done an experiment, you know. So when, when when one get gets a cut, the other one bleeds, so to speak. It, it's you know, twins are supposed to be very receptive. And, uh, and feel, uh, and sort of feel that. Paul says, read the BAFTAs. You did say the other year when that shower from Essex turned up to collect a special award that the big names wouldn't turn up. Yeah. And they didn't this year. They didn't get... You see, the trouble is, if, if you're actually, you know, um, a named artist. And I would have thought, and, unless I missed the pictures of the paper, that Anton Deck would have gone to the BAFTAs. But they appeared not to. And, and I think it's because it's turned into a bit of a low-rent thing. There's a lot of people from reality shows there. And I don't want to see reality shows... You know, they—they they don't. I'm sure they had a place, but now there's just so many of them that it's—it's it's been cheapened. And I think the moment you you cheapen something, it has less of an impact on the television ratings. Eight four eight five zero, steve lbc dot co dot uk, uh, or oh eight four five six zero six zero nine seven three. Trying to find out whether or not that. Um, That fire is under control now. We think it is under control. It's just the the advice is still to keep your windows shut if you're within uh, that area. Uh, Roy says, I'm listening to you from Wyoming. If you have to pay $5 per gallon in tax for gas, that's petrol, you should be getting better service from your government. We pay 32 cents a gallon tax here. Yes, we, I mean, you, you just have it cheap. We have a government that makes a lot of money out of it. You, you probably don't have parking wardens, do you? It's sort of, Ours are like the Gestapo. You don't have name like it. We go round there ticketing cars left, right and centre. And in fact, I nearly, after we had tea at the Dorchester on Friday, I got back to the car with a minute to spare. I'm sh- I'm, I got so panicky, I thought a traffic warden would be standing there waiting to write a ticket out, but they didn't. News at Six is coming up next on LBC 97.3. On F Alan. Morning, six minutes past six. Nick Ferrari with you after the news at seven this morning. Looking at the uh, the papers, it's the parish priest at St Mary's Newington, South London, Giles Fraser. He's the former Canon Chancellor at St Paul's Cathedral, or was. Uh, they'll be looking at Syria, angry at this Olympic uh, ban. Should we allow uh, General Jumar and his delegation into the UK? Paul Conroy, the Sunday Times photographer, uh, who is working alongside journalist Murray Colville, says absolutely not and uh, and Mark Davis the MD of Camberton a crisis management consultancy specializing in sport and politics was like you can't just change the rules you know at a whim but there are pictures in the papers today which are horrendous and they're pictures of of dead children who were who were killed by the Syrian forces and that's the reason i mean the the the, the diplomatic Uh, side of it will be discussed today with Henry Hogger, former British ambassador to Syria from 2000-2003. They'll be uh, with Nick after the news at 7 o'clock this morning. Uh, Plus Tony Blair to appear at the uh, Leveson Inquiry. He will, I'm assuming, have prepared very, very well on this one. There'll be no getting away from it at all. I mean, he, the, the core argument will be, I suppose, from Tony Blair, that he wanted a different and better relationship with the media. And that's... I mean, I'm just... Uh, to be honest with you, I'm totally amazed at how the whole thing blew up over phone hacking and, uh, and payments paid to journalists. and pay- I always understood that's how it worked. I, I worked on LBC back, well, a long time ago, and in Fleet Street, and that was quite normal. Tip-offs were paid. LBC paid tip-offs to people. If somebody phoned up, there was a, there was a rate, because it was an NUJ shop, of exactly... So, in other words, if I phoned up and said, oh, so-and-so's happening here, I could earn £10, £15 pounds for a tip-off fee. It, 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 it was perfectly normal. And so, I mean, the, the phone hacking bit, I suppose, I mean, people just made a small fortune out of it. every time. Some, in fact, I was praying that they'd hacked my phone. Sadly, it was not to be, I'm afraid. Uh, Plus, they're going to be talking about the expenses scandal of the Baroness. Should we have an amnesty for politicians' expenses? This is where she was claiming £165 a night, but in fact, she was staying rent-free in a friend's place. He's in the paper today saying he feels like he's been stabbed in the back by her. So she was... And she said it was an oversight and held her hands up. But it's not an oversight. How can it be an oversight? I mean, you know, unless you're particularly daft, and I'm assuming as a baroness she's not particularly daft, so you stay in somebody's house for free, and yet you put in an expenses claim for £165, as if you were staying in a hotel, but you knew you weren't in a hotel. You're in this bloke's house, in a bedroom. I mean, if 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 she's found to be guilty, and, you know, we faff around with these things, she'll have to go. Uh, what Anne Whittacombe will say is, let's scrap the expenses completely... Because it makes more sense, doesn't it? And raise the salary. So in other words, you build it into the salary, so you can do this. But you're not going to get any more money. I mean, years and years ago, expenses were the thing, and it, quite clearly, the uh, the uh, the MPs and the peers all operate on a on a very expensive uh, system, which is expenses. You know, we used to in radio. In radio, you know, you 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 could almost double your salary working on expenses. Can't now. It's far more regulated. I can remember a very famous journalist at LBC years ago would spend a whole shift working out his expenses, only for the management to throw them back at him and go, no, try again. And so he'd then sort of cross a few things out and sort of dot the I's and cross the T's and then put them back in again. And then they'd pass them. And And it was fiddled it was absolutely fiddled, because, you know, he'd sort of say, Steve, how much do you think um, a taxi would cost from here to the airport? And you'd go, oh, well, I don't know, about £36 or something like that. And you'd go, oh, right, £36. So all, all the taxi drivers in London used to give people, you know, little, little receipts, and you could fill it in yourself. If you gave them a tip, they'd give you a book of the things, or you could go and buy a receipt book, and you'd, just, you'd get somebody in the office to write down £36 on a thing. It was quite common. It seems hor- Actually, even repeating it now, it seems horrendous, but it happened all the time. People wrote out their own expenses and then submitted it, and the management paid it. And the reason the management paid it, because they were doing the same thing. Mark says, dance and sing. I wonder what the rules were for the Eurovision Song Contest. I'm sure there was a lot of miming as the dance routines were complex. You're right, you can't dance and sing, and get out of breath. That's why they have the, the backup singers. The backup singers are the ones who, who sort of help them through it. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Mark says, I'm going to save for stuff. I save. I usually agree with the retailer, many of the independent shops, how much I will send them every month until I have enough for the item. Most are happy to oblige. Saving for a new bike at the end of the year. You feel better when the day comes and you take delivery. Yeah, because it's paid for. I used to have a friend of mine, and he used to... um, He used to save up throughout the year for Christmas for his his meat. And so he would deposit money with the butcher. And the butcher would have a a little book... And he, would, and he if he had an odd pound or two pounds on him, he would he would go to the butcher and the butcher would fill it in. So by, so by Christmas, he had enough money in there to pay for all his food over Christmas. You know, all his turkey, his meat, his sausages. And the butchers then, like a lot of butchers nowadays, don't just sell meat. They sell loads of other things. So he was able to just stock up. I think he used to end up with about £500 for Christmas. But he didn't miss it. It, and it, it was the thrill of that saving up. And nowadays, unfortunately, people want it today. In fact, you don't have to wait till you've saved up. You can have it today. They will do you a credit card agreement and they will you take it away with you now. And you go, oh, can I, re-? you could take it away with you now. Take it, just sign here and you could take it away with you now. And you go, it's not physically possible. And they go, it is absolutely. So all, all you do is you just go into the, the sort of shop. And anybody, anybody will do it, I suppose, from a bicycle shop to, a, you know, somebody that sells fridge freezers. They will all do it, and you can buy on the never-never. Unfortunately, it's like buying a suite. I see these adverts on, on the television. They say, you know, you can buy this suite, and you've got nothing to pay for three years. And the trouble is, by the time you get to the end of three years, you're bored with the suite anyway. It's like buying a car. They had a thing the other day, and I saw this advert for a car, and it was... £600 pounds a month, whatever it was, for a Mercedes or something very nice and flash. And they said, and it's over three years, and at the end of three years, if you decide to keep it, you pay us £76,000. Uh, or if you don't, you just give it back, and then you can take it at another age. I thought, find seventy. Where are you supposed to find £76,000 from? It just seemed a hell of a lot. It was almost like a leasing kind of programme. But I, I agree with you, Mark. <coughs> Excuse me. I, um, I think saving up for it makes you appreciate it an awful lot more, doesn't it? So there you go. Uh, Mark in High Wickham. There's lots of Marks on the programme today. Mark's like a dog with a cough, isn't it, really? I was woken up this morning by this strong and acrid smell in my bedroom. This will be the... Uh, he says, I live in a village outside High Wickham, some miles away. Well, it could drift. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I'm not sort of up to date with how far stuff could drift nowadays. And uh, James says, you're right about Cheryl Cole. Talentless. Well, she's not talentless. I mean, I've never said she was talentless. She just can't sing. I mean, the dancing was okay, but that's just one little dance routine, which she's practiced for ages. But unfortunately, it didn't help the programme. The programme was still absolutely dire, and she definitely, she definitely, um, uh, definitely mimed. There's no two ways about it. I, w- I wouldn't have any hesitation in saying that at all. I've got a real bugbear, says Lynn. All the credit card companies selling un- sending unwanted application forms. I had Saturday, another one sent to me offering £5,000 at 39.9 APR. That's nothing. That 's nothing I, We were watching one of the television the other day five thousand six hundred percent seven thousand six six thousand eight hundred percent it 's quite normal it's perfectly legal, perfectly legal um, another one here uh, some Andy and Chlsey says I thought Engelbert 's song was absolute rubbish, very boring, and had no chance of winning and i 'm sure the Swedish singer was miming because she was sure dancing around a lot. no, she was definitely singing live. She definitely sang live. I know that for a fact. I could, I could... I'd bet you a million pounds, as they say. It's LBC 97.3. LBC 97... Morning, 18 minutes past six. Actually, it, interestingly enough, I was, I was talking about twins earlier on. And, uh, and in, on, on the subject of, of Jedward, because they're actually, they're, they're actually rather peculiar. Uh, but they do wear matching outfits. And I've, every time I see twins on the television, or I've seen them in the newspapers, they're always wearing matching outfits. And uh, one here says Joyce, she says, I'm a twin and we don't dress the same. Sometimes we think the same. Both married men named Bill. We're not odd. We like you, so we can't be bad at all. (laughs) Thank you for that one, (laughs) which is very good indeed. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated to hear from twins because it's I just don't understand how it works. I mean, I'd love a twin. I mean, are you an identical... Because you have twins, and sometimes you look at them, and you get, you get a, a boy and a girl, and you think, how can they be twins? And, and, and then and you get identical twins, you think, are they absolutely identical? Uh, no Downton Abbey at the Bafters, why was that? It was brilliant, says Catherine. Uh, Chris St. Coulston says, no twins are not all stupid like that pair of idiots. Yes, well, I don't know actually. <laughs> I'm not sure whether I'm believing you now. Have you seen our new lamp post? Says Ron, three hundred and fifty thousand pound lampposts in Witten, and two painted shop fronts. Waste of money. A few potholes fixed would have been would have been good. Yes, we we haven't had the potholes fixed, but we have had a few shop fronts uh, done up, which is quite nice as the, as the government sort of hand out this little bit of uh, money. Barry says, do you think it will come the time that we drop out of Eurovision? Um, to be honest with you, after after I watched it on Saturday, I seriously thought that we should come out of Eurovision. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not... It's, it's a totally pointless competition now. And I've always been a big fan. In fact, I I mean, I'm, a, I'm the only sad person you'll ever hear who's actually got the double CD of all the entries this year, which I play in the car and sing along to. I mean, how sad am I? And they're... When you hear them by themselves, they're rubbish. They're rubbish. I don't even know why I bought the blooming thing, but I bought it, and mainly because I liked the Jedward song when I saw them performing it. But unfortunately, they're so irritating, you just want to hold them both under the bathwater. And uh, and I heard it back on the on the, on the, the CD. I didn't like it as much then. I don't know why. 84850, stevenlbc.co.uk, zero eight four five six zero six zero nine seven three. Stephen Arlington says, They didn't need 40 people to get Georgia out of a house. Just two big Irishmen, a JCB, and a length of chain. <laughs> to be honest with you, why it took 40 people, I've got no idea either. But it did, and it cost a fortune, apparently. Steve, the hump was out of tune. Yes. Uh, yet again, the Eurovision systematic voting has shown how much disregard Europe has for the UK. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's, it, it is embarrassing, isn't it, really? It is embarrassing. And uh, I, I think... I, I wouldn't actually think that we, we, we should be in any longer, because every year it becomes a bigger... I mean, you know, we only got... I can't remember how many points we got... You know, but whatever it was, it uh, it wasn't enough to get us anywhere near. It. I was—I mean, luckily, I didn't put any money on. I told Engelbert Humperdinck I did. I fibbed. I had to fib. I didn't because I liked him so much as a person, and I did like the song. But I didn't actually get round to handing the money over. I'd have been gutted if I'd handed it over and not won anything. I should have put my own. You know, I, I said Sweden was going to win. But I didn't do it. Gaz says, "Say what you like about Katie Price, Steve. She's done wonders for the comedy business. She's so has. She's so funny, isn't she?" She's so funny. Cathy in West Kensington's having a birthday today. Good lord! Everybody's celebrating birthdays. I, I quite like people. Uh, Valerie says you're wrong about your origin. All the songs were mimed. Bet you a million, Valerie. You're in Kent. You haven't got a million. Don't don't sort of make fatuous statements. If you've got a, I've got a million. All right. You haven't got a million. They were they were not all mimed. Engelbert was singing live, 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 and loads of the other ones are. Mark in Brentwood says, "Are you bringing the nieces and nephews along to the Strawberry Fair on Shenfield Common this Saturday? Rocky from Rocky's Fun House starts the entertainment, and the new mayor, Councillor Anne Coe, opens the event. I might buy you a Pims if you can. <laughs> no good trying to tempt me with a Pims. I didn't. All the family had Pims on Saturday night down in uh, in Epping. I can't drink Pims. It's lemonade, and lemonade's a bit uh, a bit sickly sweet for me. I'm afraid. There's a story in the paper today. I'm sure that somebody will, will pick it up a little bit later on today about jockeys." There's a story here of, uh, of a jockey, and his name is Tony McCoy. Now, I mean, I'm not well up on, on jockeys at all. I was going to have a, a check and see if it was on the front of the, uh, of the Racing Times, which normally I get, because today, the only day I don't get it, 20 horses ridden by this, this top jockey have died in five years. And apparently, this, this, this is not unusual. For example, if you go through the list, Tom Scudamore... 16 fatalities. He's had 2,670 rides. So that's one every 167 rides. Uh, Tony McCoy, who we mentioned a moment ago, he's had 20 fatalities. That's 20 horses have have died or been put down. Out of nearly 4,000 rides, that's one every 199 rides. There's a huge fatality list here of horses that die after races. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. I've never thought about it before. And, um... One here, uh, Animal Aid says, Scudmore has lost one horse every 167 races. Which, I, I mean, I don't know whether or not that's good odds or bad odds. I've been to horse racing. The horses don't look half as big in real life as they do on television. On television, they look enormous. When you see them in the ring, they look like they're My Little Ponies. You know, it was it was absolutely, um, absolutely ridiculous. But so now you know how many have died in five years. It's 20, 37, 47, 50. There's over 100 horses have died in five years. Either having to be put down, shot, or, or failing that they've just collapsed afterwards. And I don't know. I've never quite understood horse racing. I understand why people go there, but it's just another form of gambling. Be like sort of going to, to Ascot and discovering a whole range of fruit machines lined up there. It's the same sort of thing, isn't it? It's just It's just gambling. Uh, There's no orchestra, says John the Projectionist in Harrow, as each performer utilises their own backing track. So what they can do is lip-sync to their pre-recorded track. Oh, I think we should come out of Eurovision. Don't you think think we've had enough now? We've had enough humiliation. As I said at the beginning of the programme, people are more than happy to come here and take all our benefits and everything else, but they don't want to vote for us. And and we sort of go through it. We stick sort of poor old Scott Mills on there, and he sort of has a go. He actually likes it. I'd quite like to have a go at doing the commentary. Unfortunately, I'd just be so rude about people. It wouldn't endear me to anybody at all. You'd have to go with these Russian grannies. I mean, look at them, for God's sake. Pathetically awful. Uh, 84850, co dot uh, The subject of holidays abroad. Ian says, some friends of mine came back from Spain and said the local police were never away from the hotel complex with reported thefts from rooms every day. And so they, because of the economy, they've had to put up signs. Well, the other thing you'll read in the paper today is the amount of... Uh, robberies that we're getting from museums. What happens is, I mean, that's why I, I'm, I'm almost veering away from the Antiques Roadshow. You get very well-meaning people on there with sort of some beautiful piece of furniture or <coughs> or a pot or something like that, and you think, there's people going to be watching this programme going, right, let's find out where they live. Because they, they do print in the paper. I, I got a list the other day sent to me of all the places that the Antiques Roadshow is going to. So you just go there in advance, don't you? Most of the people there are going to be local to that area. That's how they make the programmes. But it, it, it did worry me a little bit. Front page of the, uh, the papers this morning, the, uh, the mail... A free Jubilee double CD. I never get this. Actually, I never get any of the. Or fr- oh, you can pick it up at WH Smiths or Tesco. I might go to Tesco and pick it up. And also the uh, the story of Prince Harry said to be in shock after the father of one of his closest friends committed suicide. Charles Harbord, who shot himself at the family home, was the father of Astrid who became especially close to Harry after he split from Chelsea Davey. Apparently he'd been depressed after uh, financial problems. Daily Star today, Kelly Brook again. Just another photo opportunity for poor Kelly. Uh, Cheryl, now it's only girls allowed. She says she's a man-hater after being betrayed by Ashley Cole. I know, it's dreadful, isn't it, for you? The Daily Express... Holly Willoughby sparkling again. She, she she has that look, Holly Willoughby, and it's sort of it's it, it's quite sweet, but it it, it, is, it is that sort of. I'm wearing an outfit which is sort of you know the the going to bed outfit, and they've got a various picture of a few other people. Front of the uh, the sun this morning, the ultimate sacrifice. The beach hero died saving a child from the seas, so well done to him. Unfortunately, he lost his life. The Daily Mirror, the Television's another picture of Holly Willoughby again wearing one of these these sort of outfits. And uh, Seoul, don't go to Europe, that's Sol Campbell, warning fans not to go to Euro 2012. Syria, sparking global outrage the other day. And that's uh, over the massacre of thirty-two children, and some of the uh, the papers have printed pictures of the uh, the children. So just be aware that it is in the papers this morning. If your children pick up newspapers, it's uh, it doesn't make uh, doesn't make a pretty picture. Just about it for uh, for this morning. Don't forget there will be a free podcast up a little bit later on, uh, probably in about uh, about twenty-five minutes. You can get that on the uh, the LBC uh, website. That'll be lbc.co.uk. Must be the weather. It makes people frisky. Have you noticed that? There's something frisky about the weather today. And uh, lovely. And I forgot. Oh, yes, thunderstorms this afternoon. Not so good, is it? Thunderstorms, not very good indeed. But uh, unfortunately, on the free free podcast today, I've got a lovely poem for you. And I'll mention again the the Ongar Railway, just because we've got a lot of people who are interested in that. And uh, we'll be back again tomorrow morning, and we'll do it again between 4 and 6.30. I'm looking forward to that, actually, especially after we've had a downpour. I'm looking forward to my butt being filled out on the uh, the patio, because at the moment it's bone dry, ladies and gentlemen, and we need that water this afternoon. Have yourself a great day. Nick and the team with you after the news at 7 o'clock this morning, but coming up next on LBC 97.3. It's the morning news programme with Susan Bookbinder. What sets Petermans apart?